everyone. Before we start the show, I want to tell you about the best sports supplements that will make you look and feel amazing. Legion Athletics wants to help you become a better version of yourself. Whether you want to lose weight, like me, gain muscle, or just get in better overall shape, they will help you. One of the best things about them is that they use all clinically effective dosages of ingredients with no artificial dyes, fillers, or any other junk that you don't need in your body. Now, you may be wondering, well, I don't know which products to get. Just go to their website, legionathletics.com, and take a short quiz, which will help you decide which supplements will work best for you. Oh, yeah, and best of all, it's free shipping with a full money-back guarantee, as well as an extra 10% off your order when you enter the coupon code WWERECAP. So, again, if you want to feel like a phenomenal one, then all you got to do is go to legionathletics.com and use the coupon code WWERECAP. One, two, is this on? Great things. Hooker, you should go down there and join them. You know what? I just might need you talking to me like this. Huh? Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of What's Wrong With Wrestling. I'm Andrew Pisano, and I am not with my brother Joe Pisano or Eric Slamilton Hamilton, because they have better things to do, apparently. They're busy guys. They're watching uh, the YouTube concert and going on business trips and all that stuff. They don't care about wrestling podcasts. So instead, once again, I am joined by... The current What's Wrong With Wrestling pay-per-view prediction champion, Mr. Josh Reese. I'm still in shock from it, and it's been a few days. Andrew, you don't need Joe or Eric because you have me, the champion. And that's all you really need on this podcast. Yeah. But today, we have someone else on this podcast who is almost as good as I am, but he doesn't have the belt. Well, he's never really tried to get the belt. I don't think he would ever get the belt anyways. No? I mean, it took you like 30 tries or something like that? Well, you know what? People did not believe that Jinder Mahal was going to win, but I had faith in my brown brother. There's a, there's a very good chance I would not even be eligible for this because there's a pretty good chance I could actually find out at least half of the... That is on, true, on yes. We do, have, we do have an insider, at least, uh... Formerly known as Alex Reyes, when he was a ring announcer with NXT, we have Mr. Alex Del Barrio. So welcome to the show. Gentlemen, thanks for having me. It's been a while since yes. I've been on this podcast. I think yes. I think you guys were my first podcast. We were. After my release. I think I granted you guys like the exclusive. Yeah. And then I started just making the rounds and whoring myself out yes. to the rest of the podcast. We, we, felt, we were the first. We felt special for about two days until <laughs> everywhere we were seeing Alex Reyes exclusive interviews. I was like, exclusive, huh? Interesting. Hey, but you got to get it where you can, right? Get the rub gotta, while gotta, you're You got to keep your name out. You right? well, that's keep your name that's out what you there. have to do in this business. It's all about whoring yourself out. Or I wish like I could whore myself Josh, he keeps out. moving his chair around, so it's making a bunch of squeaky noises. But okay, whatever. I'm trying to find the right position because I can't hold on to this belt all all podcast long. Well, that, you can just put it down. Though. That's what she said. <laughs> exactly. Should Should we put it like this so they know they can see just it? Just a little higher? A little higher? Little, there we go. Oh, I see. I maybe, mean, maybe myself peeking over it a little. Joe bit? fell for it, and now you fell for it. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't learn the first time. All right, I guess not. But yeah, welcome back. It is your second time on the show. 
I'm, so. I'm glad to be here, and I'm not actually sure. Uh, I'm not. That's my. Thanks. Josh. I'm not telling any yeah. any uh, uh, breaking news stories. Anything uh, here? I'm not. Uh, you know, shooting on the company. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm here for. But I'm glad to be here. Who do you hate the most? <laughs> Oh, wait, I know that already. Yeah, I think everyone knows who <laughs> I hate the most. I think it's pretty well documented. If it's not, if you can't figure it out by yeah. now who JBL. I dislike. No, JBL's it's fine. JBL. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, I figured I, everyone I never, hated JBL. I never, I never really worked with John, so it's. It, it, I'm sure if I had gotten up there, it'd be a different thing. I, I do know that Rich worked with, with John a lot. Yeah. And while he was difficult to work with, which I think had been out there and I think was spun a little bit, he was difficult to work with, but he never quote-unquote bullied mm-hmm. uh, the way we saw in, in Justin Roberts' book and all that stuff like right, that. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, anyways, um, I hope you're ready for this. You know, it's it's never an easy podcast when you have Josh Troll-Reese I am not is, a troll. You, this is basically the not. NXT recap, except we're doing Raw and SmackDown because Joe and Which means Eric it'll be better there. because, you know, NXT recap is way better than Raw anyways. Okay. And SmackDown. You love to talk all the crap when they're not here, but... I would talk the crap to their faces if they were here as well. And yeah. it's not crap when it's just being truthful and honest. Okay, fine. Well, shall we get started then? We shall. With the Monday Night Raw recap. So we start Monday Night Raw off with Bray Wyatt with a promo saying that he will win the Fatal Five Way and he's the only one who can slay the beast at Great Balls of Fire. By the way, Alex, how do you feel <laughs> about that name? I love to get everyone's opinion on the Great Balls of Fire pay per view. Well, I thought I thought it was uh, a joke at first. I mean, of we course. see we see a lot of these <laughs> things kind of break out there, but then you go. To, I think it was the official Ticketmaster pages where people first found out about it. Yeah, and you thought, well, sometimes WWE does these placeholders on Ticketmaster. Like there was a there was a, a while. I think it was maybe ten years after WWE had bought WCW, where they started putting Clash of Champions out there. Right. And this was before they started doing Clash of Champions. Mm-hmm. This was way before. This was like t- 2010, 2011. There was a time where Starcade was f- and Fall Brawl right. were thrown out there at different names and they were just kind of placeholders but never were actually booked events. Yeah. So that's what was going through my mind at first when I saw that. But here here's here's the thing about Vince and I think Bruce Pritchard put the, uh, said this on his podcast, don't ever suggest anything in jest to Vince. If you're just joking, just don't say it because there's a very good chance that it'll either stay in his head or he may even say, you know what? That's a good idea. <laughs> and I think that's that has to be what happened here because there's yeah. no one that can tell me that if there was a creative meeting and ideas like, well, we're going to come up with another uh, pay-per-view <laughs> special idea and a name, even though they have a library of other names that they've used in the past, right. that Great Balls of Fire was actually one that fit. Yeah. I don't understand. I still it's f- kind of like that's how like that's how snakes on a plane got made. People were joking around. Someone was like, "You know what? I'm going to make that movie." <laughs> Except we all knew it was supposed to be ridiculous. So, you know, if you saw it, you enjoyed it for what it was. Great Balls of Fire, on the other hand, is Lesnar's big return, and we're supposed to take that seriously while we have a silly name for it. But yeah. you, you mentioned the Clash Total of joke. Champions thing, which is funny because for so long they were like, "Well, we don't want to do Clash. We'll we'll make it Night of Champions." Right. And now last year, they're like, no, 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 it's Clash, it's Clash of Champions, Champions again. Now. It's like, what? And when you go to WWE Network, there's now separate uh, <laughs> things right. for WWE Clash of Champions, yeah. Night of Champions, yep. and if you go to the WCW pay-per-view page, they have their own Clash of Champions. Yeah. And Damn, then there's the Great American Bash, and then just The, the Bash. Bash. 
I mean, I wish Jesus. of all the WCW pay per view names, that's a cool one. The the one put, put, the, do the Great American Bash the, in July. The one that they should have brought back is Halloween Havoc. Halloween, yeah, I was gonna say that too. Halloween Havoc. Halloween perfect. Havoc was the best one. It had there was that two or three years period where they did spin the wheel, make the deal, yeah, and they, they would come out, they'd spin the wheel, and it was like Raw Roulette where they'd have all the different match types, right? But oh, that, that was a, that was cool. a cool concept, and yeah. you could do it with multiple matches on a particular night, right? And that that was always a fun fun night. I think that was even the pay per view where they did the Abdullah the Butcher in the electric chair gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus! I, I recently watched awful. the uh, the end of the Halloween Havoc where it was uh, Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. Oh, Hogan. <laughs> so bad. I'm, I'm so sorry you had to rewatch that. <laughs> and then there was one I watched where at the end it was Savage versus Hogan, and Hogan retained due to the Giants' interference. And then after the match, Roddy Roddy Piper comes out and starts cutting a promo on Hogan. And then the show ends, like as he's cutting the promo. Like there's no ending to the show. It like ends on this stupid cliffhanger. It basically the the pay per view ran too long, and they're like, "Well, we have to go, ladies and gentlemen. Good night." And you you always have Shivani at the end. Oh, we're just about out of time. We'll see you next week. I mean, tomorrow on Monday Nitro. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It was just God. It was so poorly poorly done. But well, it, well, it's what's funny about WCW is they they, they for the, a, a much longer period of time would do they would do this with WCW Saturday Night, and I know we're going way off topic, where but they would they would not end the matches, and this were tape shows, so they could yeah. have edited it the right way. They would not end the match within the television time remaining. And it's like, because the network says we got to go, yeah. you know, you'll have to watch the ending to this next week. Now there was, this is not way before the internet and social <laughs> media. And they used to, like, so, so you could watch the end of a feud or title match. <laughs> they did this with Zabisco and William Regal um, at one point. And to watch the end of the match, cause it was, Usually the TV title is like with TV time remaining. It's like yeah. no, there is no time limit for this particular one. <laughs> right. But then it's like oh, we're out of time. We're gonna keep the tapes rolling. So make sure you come back to us next week on WCW Saturday Night. <laughs> and so you had to wait the whole week to see the ending of the match. They should have just said like uh, they should have just pretended like they've been fighting the whole week. Like this match is still going on. <laughs> Thank God you're just tuned in. The match is still going on, and hopefully it'll end this, you know, tonight. But how are these two men still standing? These guys, the, the athleticism of these two men—it's unbelievable. They've been fighting for over a week, ladies and gentlemen, and the fans—they're still here. That's like when when I was a kid, and uh, I always thought it was funny how. Well, I still find it funny how, like, let's say, like, um, one night on Raw, someone hits the other guy with a chair and beats the crap out of him. Well, then they wait a whole week till next Monday night on Raw to, like, attack that person. It's like you couldn't attack him on the plane ride. Like, I assume you guys took the same plane, right? It's just like, oh, I hate you. Well, as soon as you get out there, I'm going to kick your ass. The, my favorite part about wrestling, and when we get to SmackDown, we're, I'm going to get very angry about the opening segment, is how we'll have all these wrestlers that supposedly hate each other and are feuding. Mm. And they just stand each other. And they're just standing. staring at each other, exactly. passing the mic back and forth to yeah. each other. Oh, no, we'll get it's so, yeah, no. It's, it gets really ridiculous. We'll get to that. But, yeah. Yes. All right, let's get back to Bray Wyatt's promo. And, look, he's cutting a good promo he uh he brings up why the other competitors don't have what it takes and then he calls out mr roman if i may be so bold what does one little silly yard mean to a man that owns the world and i say stand up this is my world no. Oh. Oh. 
Nia Hill, a Bray Wyatt promo. Out comes Roman Reigns. I did really like that promo a lot, the way he was using stand-up so much, trying to get the crowd involved a little bit. Hey, what do you know? Uh, Monday Night Raw starts with someone that can actually talk on the mic. Right. That's a nice Face change. Wyatt. Yeah, they've, yeah, exactly. Against heel Roman, of course. Right. So Reigns comes out and he says he's going to win the Fatal Five-Way and then beat Brock Lesnar, but right now, all he wants is for Bray Wyatt to get out of his yard. What an asshole. Which is a lot like when a heel says, like, get out of my ring. Right. No, I was thinking about this myself. He is so sounds so much like a schoolyard bully. This is my fucking playground. Get out of here, asshole. You know, yeah. just just stuff like that. It's 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 insane why he's pushed as a face, but he well, has all they, these they're, they're having heel it both moments. Ways. That's what they want to do. They want it both ways. They want the kids to, you know, cheer Roman and, oh, we love Roman, buy all the merchandise. And then they're like, let's just embrace that the, you know, older fans are going to hate him. We can swear on this podcast? Oh, fuck oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw <laughs> Alex look at me. I was like, no, that's normal. No, but, but I mean, seriously, I mean, what what purpose does that serve? I really don't. I really don't know, to be honest. I, I just wish they would pick a channel. Especially when you're editing the WrestleMania cheers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're booing right? Reigns and they edit it to make that they're cheering him. You and know? he's at the ramp, fist up. We all know. Yeah, I fucking destroyed The Undertaker. We all know. Especially WrestleMania last year in Dallas when I was there in person. And it was either the Triple H Reigns match was either silence or people just booing the whole time. And then you watch it on the network, well, and people are like, oh, wasn't that bad? But then you watch it on the so, network. So there's something that, to be said about, about that, because I think there's also the fact that these last two years of WrestleMania, and it, I don't think it was as much the case in 31, but maybe maybe it was, and I just didn't notice it, because the, the pop that Rollins got was so enormous, and because people, I think, were genuinely excited yeah. I, uh, about Lesnar being in the main event. They weren't excited about Reigns being in the main event, obviously. Right. But the crowds the last two WrestleManias were just absolutely exhausted. Oh, it's very by, true. By the by, by the end of it, and at thirty two, obviously I was there and I was sitting right by uh, the camera area, so I was about eight rows from the ring um, for WrestleMania thirty two, and it, there was just no atmosphere at all to no. that entire match. Like there wasn't even I didn't even think there were boos for Roman. It just like was I felt it was just dead. Yeah. It, I mean the show at that point. Even even if they, we still were under traditional you know pay per view rules, you talk about going over. We right. talked about WCW pay per views going over. Well, they went what an hour and a half over. They went. Right? A, I think it was. I don't think it was quite that long, but I think it was like fifty five or fifty six minutes yeah. over the allotted four and they, hours. And they did it this year too. Yeah, and it went to like eleven. It went to you know when a normal pay per view. You know, normal WrestleManias would start an hour early, so you yeah. get the four hours, and it'd be right. six to ten. This went to almost eleven o'clock, right? And they did it again this year. And now with the pre-show, and then it's you have these like two, you have these two-hour pre-shows, and yeah. and not to mention most of these fans are at access right before they come over to the stadium, right? So you're talking about a, a 12, 13, 14 hour day for yeah. some of these fans. Yeah. Not and just that, there's a Saturday as well. People well, yeah, stay for they're, they're, NXT. I mean, they're there for well, the whole that's The yeah. other thing is NXT is so great, they're exhausted by the right. time. Like, yeah. So because they moved NXT, because NXT used to be on, on the Friday yeah. and Hall of Fame would be on Saturday. This year they, they flipped it. Right. Because um, oh, you go back three years ago, you back to WrestleMania 30, there was no NXT. That right. was that was at it was just an access thing. Yeah. There was no takeover special. They didn't. Right. This was pre even takeover specials existing. Yeah. Um. So it, it's one of those situations where, like, as they've grown, there's all this more content, and you think about like 
the most important match of the card has been utterly meaningless to the fans the last two years of WrestleMania. And I yep. think that has been a huge, you know, knock on just creating that emotion, whichever direction it ends up being for Roman, since he's the one that's walked out of WrestleMania those last two years as the as as the money shot. Yeah, exactly. And then not to mention, like, it was already they were already way over, and then they still had the balls to do a 25-minute match after that, yeah. of a match that really no one wanted to see. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Frustrating. It is frustrating. I, I just don't know in a, in a, in a business, and especially in a company that's usually very strict on how they do manage their time, Yeah. that a show can be that missed time that it goes 55, out, 55 minutes Especially over. this year when there was no 30-minute Rock promo. Right. Like last year, you kind of understood it because Rock came out, he flamethrowed his name, cut like a 15-minute promo, then the Wyatts come out, then, then Cena had a match, comes out. And then yeah. Cena comes out yeah. and have another match. Right. Yeah. The, Rock does what he wants. The big thing I don't understand is you, you see how successful NXT is with their takeovers. They have to realize that, and they have to understand that maybe there's something we can learn from this. But like NXT doesn't get NXT doesn't have to worry about fair weather fans like WrestleMania does because NXT is always in a smaller venue. So we're like everyone that's going to NXT Takeover wants to be there. We're like True. WrestleMania's. You know, there's a lot of fair weather fans. Well, it's it's not even just that. It's just the, the sheer. It's just the sheer marathon of the whole thing. Look, there's only. Most wrestling promoters will tell you that a a fan has an attention span. It's much shorter now than it was ten years ago. But the the most that they can (laughs) sit, a a person can sit and watch anything, any type of entertainment, is probably three hours. Yeah, and you're asking them to sit there for five after they just watched two the night before Mm -hmm. and two the night before that. So uh, it's just one of those things where. You, you got to start figuring out it, it. WrestleMania used to mean being on the card meant something. Right. Now it's everyone's, everyone's on the on. card to get with their whatever payday. And it doesn't, it, to me, it, it doesn't have the meaning. Now it's a matter the what's meaningful is not being on the pre-show. Right. But everyone's on the card anyway. If you're on the pre-show, man, you really stink. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and again, it's, you know, yeah, like it's, there's, you know, there's always like three or four matches that involve part-timers. So then everyone else that's full-time gets thrown in the Andre the Giant battle royal and now if you win the andre the giant battle royal you never appear on tv again like mojo raleigh <laughs> or if you become the runner-up you get an even he's, more special yeah the runner-up is, is the did good i miss thing. something with mojo did he get hurt no like what's what is like the fans love mojo i i'm one of i want a big mojo's biggest fans and uh-huh. really? I, I think he's he's gonna be a star, he's gonna be the wwe champion within the next couple two years whoa he probably will be talking about a hot take and it, it, well, trust especially me, now when you have two titles. Trust, trust me, it, it's going to. Ha- he's going to win one of those two titles in yeah. the next two years. Sure. Uh, th- there's a lot uh, of a lot invested in him. He obviously has that connection to Gronk, which I think right. it leads to potential showcase match down the road. But you're right. Every single time someone's won the Andre Battle, Battle Royal, it's been either one of two things: they either kind of disappear into mediocrity, like Cesaro after he won it, yep. which was actually a really cool moment. Right. Then Big Show won it. They didn't really do anything with him after that. And then Corbin won it, and they kind of shot him up for a little bit, yeah. and then he sank. Right. But they were, about how long did they announce Baron Corbin, then the winner of the oh. Andre the Giant Until Memorial the next Battle. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until the next one, really. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 weird. They do some they do some funny things, um, but you're right. I, I, I don't know what's going on with Mojo, but... Um, he gives tours backstage, if you saw a couple weeks apparently, ago. Apparently, and and based on what we saw in this new music video that's out, he's like pouring soy sauce all over 
Gronk. Have oh you seen my that? God, I did not see that. Yeah. Now I must. I can't wait for the Gronk heel turn. Really, that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> when he turn when he turns on Ryder uh, or Ryder Ryder uh, Raleigh. That's what. No, that's what I want to see. I want Ryder to return and and swerve on Mojo. Like Mojo's like welcome back, and he's like bam. And then it's like, hey you man, know, why'd you hit me with the chair? We're not even partying right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm that's so not hyped. That's not right. man. Hit me harder, Gronk. Well, again, Ryder's like Ryder's like the perfect. That'd be the Ryder has, has the perfect heel turn opportunity because he's been like, look, it hasn't worked for me for like ten fucking years. I've been a face. It's gotten me nowhere. So screw that. I'm gonna be you know like and just be a badass after that. That would be cool. It would be cool. I'd be down to bring back the one legged tights. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what he needs. That's what he needs. The <laughs> one-legged tights? He needs tights? the one-legged tights. Yeah. That sounds disturbing. Oh, it is. Hmm. Anyways, uh, so Kurt Angle. Well, since you've been a wrestling fan for like 11 minutes, Josh, you, that's what you I've been a wrestling fan for longer than 11 minutes, Alex. I've been a wrestling fan since Seth Rollins came out with the money in the bank at WrestleMania two years ago. WrestleMania. The fact that you can't name the number that just tells everyone all they need to know about. That means Vince would love you because he doesn't. He doesn't. WrestleMania doesn't have a number anymore. WrestleMania is about you now. Like with the casual fans that like are just like coming. Hey, look! Just look at the pretty lights and look at all this stuff. That's Josh. I'm. I'm more. I'm. I was a casual fan back then, Brahma. No, you were a hater back then. I was not a hater. Goldberg. He's a movie star, right? I think I saw him in that Santa Slay movie. Movie. I did. Th- I did. Which, by the way, that was the best thing. But to be, that's the best thing. But to be fair to the those that are watching, like Josh has probably done more watching of wrestling randomly. Like he probably watches more wrestling per week on average than yeah. than I do at this point. Well, yeah, I'm probably the perfect WWE fan right now. And again, I'm forced right to. Now. I used to be able to DVR it and then fast forward the stuff I I didn't want to watch. <laughs> now I can't do that anymore. Right. So, anyways, uh, back to the open of Raw. We have. Uh, <laughs> We have Wyatt and Reigns staring each other down. <laughs> and uh, Kurt Angle's music hits, and he comes out so that the fans could tell him that he sucks. And then he announces that Roman will face Bray Wyatt, and that match starts right now. That's there's right. No, there's no individuality with the GMs anymore. They're all the same. They all do the same thing. It's always, you're going to have a match, and it's right now. It's the same Exact thing Here's what time. I want to know about general managers. Why are they so irresponsible that they don't have a match already yeah. in mind to They're start the ready. show? Like <laughs> yeah. you think it's a wrestling match? It's like you know, man, I gotta have eight matches ready for right. ready for tonight. Like uh, my our house shows are always have eight matches. Why? Yeah. How, right. come, how come? Like oh my, television starting. Like uh uh wait uh, hey you guys go to the ring and you yeah. guys like fight. That that was, that's what was so funny last week when Ambrose and Miz were co GMs and like. <laughs> 20 minutes into the show, Ambrose is like, yeah, I already got the whole night planned out. It's like, wow, you're a better GM than <laughs> any of them. You should be the GM. Damn, you're pretty good. Like, how many times did Teddy Long come out and say, hey, those you two guys that are, like, talking to each other in the ring, yeah, we're. why don't you guys go get partners and we're going to have a tag yeah. team match? Or like, hey, you 20 guys in the ring right there, let's have a tag match. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, we got Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns. Thankfully, Samoa Joe comes out mid-match and puts Roman in the coquina clutch, so the ref calls for the bell. This was like only like five minutes, really. Finally, he does it to somebody else. He's oh. been doing it to Rollins for so long. Um, the Coquina Clutch. Yeah, well, I think he spoke too soon. We'll get to that later. Ah. Joe then puts the Coquina Clutch on Bray, but then Rollins runs out to kick Joe out of the ring. Roman then Superman punches Bray out of the ring, leaving two of the Shield brothers in the ring. So what and they next? seemed upset when they were in the ring with each other. 
oh, they still don't like like each other. It's very they weird. They just like each other, you know? For two supposed faces, you know, you think they would be like best friends. Like, oh, thanks for saving me, bro. Oh, you remember this one time when we used to save each other all the time? Yeah, but then you, you nah. hit me with a chair, you asshole. Yeah, so we go backstage, and Rollins and Reigns are arguing, but then Kurt Angle separates them and says, tonight is about teamwork, even though like when he came out, he was like, you know what, tonight's about competition, and I want all you guys, but all right. So tonight's about teamwork, so you two will face Wyatt and Joe in a tag team match later on. Elias Sampson then shows up, strumming his guitar again, and at this point, I was like, I was like, all right, you're you're almost at the point where you're losing me on him because you do it every week. It has to pay off. It right. has to pay off. And thankfully, they actually let it pay off at the right time. Because uh, Angle tells him, you know, you've been trying to get my attention for quite some time now. So how about I give you your first match on Raw against Dean Ambrose? And at that point, I was like, okay. You can't let him lose this match. You can't let him job out to Dean Ambrose. You have to that, let him win. That was my thought, too. I was like, he, he has to win, but then again, he can't win, beat Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Well, so well, I was confused. Why not? Yeah. Santino won the Intercontinental title on his first night when he uh, came out of the that crowd. That was Umaga, right? Uh, was, it, was it Umaga? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure who the champion was, but yeah, he won Umaga, his first his Which first was even match. more surprising. His first match, he won the Intercontinental title. Hmm. Right, yeah. Uh, so next up, we have Okira Tozawa versus Davari with Brian Kendrick backstage for some reason. I don't understand this at all. I understand oh, yes, that's right. right. <laughs> Booker T just, all right, that's all I had to say. Like, what the hell was that? Then I, they keep going back to yeah. Kendrick during the match. I, during the match, they go backstage, and, and uh, the TV's behind Kendrick, and he's like, well, he's not. You see he's doing well here, but he's still not Brian Kendrick. It just doesn't make any sense. I've, I've yet to seen that yet, and it, it's probably because I've been a wrestling fan for 11 minutes. But, I've never seen that. Okay, you've never seen it either? 13 minutes. 13 now, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was weird. Like, there, he's... Uh, they're tossing to him to yeah. break down the match. Right. It, but, you know, before when they would toss to people, they just sit there no, and watch. They're, they're watching it like, you know, like this, though. Yeah. Like like this. They're watching it like this. Mm. And they do this later. It's like, how are you watching the show? <laughs> the Kurt Angle did that all night. I hate it. it like, I, it, as someone that, you know, wants to be a director or aspiring director and everything like that, it, it drives me nuts that anyone could take that seriously. But, <laughs> yes. but yeah, I've never seen someone get interviewed backstage during a match. That right? That they're supposed to be watching. Exactly. Like, you know what? This match really doesn't... Like matter at all, so let's just show Brian Kendrick backstage. It it really didn't matter. It didn't, at all. Well, no, it didn't matter. <laughs> like the, the the amount of of these uh, situations or these storyline builders, because these are transition kind of uh, weeks for 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 Raw. Like yeah. it's the weeks in between the two pay per views are the are how you build the next round of story. So uh, I I don't really follow the two hundred five live stuff as as much as Raw SmackDown and NXT. Mm-hmm. Neither does um, anybody else. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that, and that's the, that's the biggest problem with the cruiserweights more than anything. But um, one of the things that, that that these weeks are used for is to is to make the stories uh, kind of continue, and you have all your characters and pieces move around. That's why you always see the character one of the characters involved uh, in an upcoming match in a pay per view, maybe be at commentary for someone else's match that yeah. they're going to be facing, etc. Yeah. And so you can see kind of the idea that they're trying to do here, but 
did you I, did, was it you that mentioned that that he was supposed to be offering pointers to Tazawa? Right. Like, how like I don't understand how him being backstage continues that particular story. You would think if that's the idea, have him at ringside. I mean, yeah. there's no one else at ringside because the commentators are over here. It's always a distraction to me to put him on commentary. So, mm-hmm. what exactly? Are, what I, 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 the intent of this? I, you can see they're trying to be more creative, but in, yeah. but they don't think it all out. No, no, it makes no sense. So then, after the match, we go back to Kendrick again, and he basically just plugs his match for two of five live. This isn't really anything different than when they have a total divas match. Like, like you know, they used to, and I mean, they'll go back to doing it when Total Divas is back on the air. But like, um, they'll show like a preview for Total Divas, and then whoever was in that commercial will be in the match, and then it's like, oh, look how much these two hate each other or whatever. But yeah, again, the whole like thing where if Two Hundred Five Live is separate than Raw, then just leave it separate because they're just bad commercials for Two Hundred Five Live. I agree. Doesn't, I don't think it helps anyone. Makes anyone want to watch two of them. It's not. It's not getting over, and people think it's silly. And the fact that they have to change the freaking robe, yes, yeah, so drives me freaking nuts. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing: it's like it, I'm not watching Raw anymore. So here, here's the thing: <laughs> are, are the cruiser are the cruiserweights part of Raw or are they not? That's that's the real question. Mm-hmm. Because, exactly. Because if they're if they're part of Raw, then why do you need to change the logo? Why do you need to change the ropes? And why do you need to change the change the apron and have them kind of wrestle in this in, oh, and change the the canvas and mm-hmm. do all that? Because if they're Raw, if they're if the cruiserweights are on Raw, then they're Raw superstars. Yeah. They're on Raw. They're right. property of Raw. Yep. But that's not the way they present it. They present it as, by the way, we also. Have this extra time, so mm-hmm. these are our flippy guys that are on Two Hundred Five Live. You should watch that. So here's a commercial for Two Hundred Five Live. Mm-hmm. So there, are, so you you automatically by changing the ropes, by changing the aprons, by changing the way it looks, and by putting using Two Hundred Five logos, etc., and and using the all the purple, you're saying that they are less than the rest of the raw exactly. superstars. I will. I agree with Alex, and I will say that NXT kind of does it a little bit differently with the, with UK, the UK guys. Thing, yeah. They don't change anything, and also some of the UK guys uh, go against and the main guys, and they're just jo- jobbers, right? You know, I mean, so they, they find a way to use them. Well, that's like, that's, hey, if you like Peter, if you like uh, Tyler Bates, you know. Well, that's what I'm wondering because the they did the cruiserweight championship. Yeah, that turned into a TV show. Mm-hmm. Then they did the UK championship. That's turning into a TV show. What's going to happen with the women's championship? Is there going to be a women's TV show? Like, it just they can't, right? They they can't then. Oh, I'm sure they could. I mean, well, here's can. the women's superstars. Well, what about Charlotte and, ben and all the other ones? Well, I th- there is there is a grander plan that Hunter is uh, ha- has here, and one is to create kind of separate brands throughout the rest of the world, and 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 basically have more content for the network and have Raw and SmackDown be their own thing, NXT kind of be its own thing that they do domestically, but also have contracted WWE folks that are never going to wrestle on Raw or SmackDown. They may pick the best of the best and come bring them over, but that in Latin America, they will have their own television product, and, and in the UK, which we already see, and that probably will... At some point, take over all of Europe and just do and make it the European Championship. They want to do the same thing in Asia. Now we've seen with Jinder Mahal, they're they're going into India, like within ten years. Because who knows how 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 much they're going to be, how much expansion they plan on doing mm-hmm. here. Their goal is to have superstars and a brand and its own content. Yeah, all over the world. Right. 
And I then will, Jinder Mahal could be the, the Indian champion. I, I will say the UFC actually did try to do something like this, but it was just never able to gain traction. They tried to get like a, kind of like divisional championships, yeah. but all throughout the world. Have a, and, and a it, Chinese champion, a Brazilian champion. TNA did this at one point. They, they actually had a separate show in India and they didn't mm. really push the fact that they had it, but it was something that they did. Yeah. And you know, something that Jarrett kind of produced and all that stuff. Um, because there's a, there's a market, there's a billion and a half people in India. Right. So there's a bunch of people ready to consume your products. A lot of them, English speaking people. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to bring your stars over and, and have them be stars. Um, that's, that's why they've put so much atten- attention on that market. I feel like, I feel like Triple H went into Vince's office like, Hey Vince, I know, uh, I know you all, we own all the territories in the United States, but let's take over the world. Vince, like, uh, yes, this is Hunter. Uh, we want to go to Latin America, uh, <laughs> right. to India, uh, yeah. to China, uh, right. Yeah. And he probably had to show Vince on the map where they were. Uh, so <laughs> He did go to East Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next up, we go backstage, and Charlie Caruso is interviewing Sasha about her upcoming rubber match against Alicia Fox, because that's happening. Oh, did they really say rubber match? No, no, no. Okay. But it is a rubber okay. match. It's their one-on-one. Oh, shit. There <laughs> will be hilarious. one, won't there? Wait, did we have the Goldust promo? Did we get to that? No, that's not. That's no, not that's, here? No, no, no. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, so then Foxy and Noam Dar walk up to make fun of Sasha, but then get scared of her and walk away. By the way, I didn't notice this until someone posted on Twitter, but you can see the revival walking in the background <gasps> for a few seconds during this segment. Could you really? Yeah. Amazing. And They're people getting were wondering closer. if they did it on accident or on purpose, because they were it was very far and it was only for a couple of seconds. Ooh, that's a good one because you'd like to think that all those things are very, very produced. They have it blocked off and all that shit. Yeah. But then again, why would, you know, if they're just coming for one second, I I don't know. That's amazing. (gasps) That means they could be coming back very soon. See, that's, that's, that's what it does to, yeah. That's what if it is. When the, when Cesaro and Seamus lose. Exactly. Well, yeah, we all know. They come out and beat the shit out of the Hardys. Right. Yeah. Uh, So next up, we have Elias Samson in his debut match against Dean Ambrose with the Miz on commentary. And Marie sitting next to him, but not talking, which, you know, <laughs> dude, the, she actually did talk, but either she was really far away from the microphone or they turned her microphone. Way well, she down. usually never has a headset. She okay. usually just sits there. That must be what it is, because you could hear her, but it was like, me squeaks in the back. Especially because the commentary table is where the improv happens. And Maurice <laughs> can't really cut a promo that's scripted, nonetheless, no. do improv. Uh, so Samson also played and sang a song before Dean came out. And I like Corey Graves, but I wish he wouldn't bury Samson when he sings because he's the heel announcer on Raw. And Samson's a heel. You should like I like like back in the old days, Jerry Lawler would love all the heels. Like if Jerry Lawler were the heel on commentary, he'd be talking about how great Samson is like, oh, he's so amazing. I love this guy. Mm. Um and Samson is actually good. He can actually play the guitar and sing. Yeah. So it's kind of silly that everyone buries him on commentary. Like, oh, this is this music's terrible. They've been doing that to, to him. Great. This was this, NXT. So this was a point of contention for uh, Elias um, in NXT uh, to the point where they had there was discussion between Elias and some of the writers and some of the other folks involved in NXT 
wanting to know why Graves is yeah. burying him. That's what I commentary. And Graves had somewhat of an explanation for it in that there was no rhyme or reason of or, or really creative direction for Elias when he debuted. And it was supposed to be kind of mysterious and 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 uh, he wasn't a baby face or a heel. That was kind of the big, big thing. It was just yeah. kind of like he was just this grungy looking guy that was the drifter. He would do things like at house shows, like play in front, play in front of the venue with uh-huh. a guitar case open and yeah. things like that. Huh. He would come in from a different side of the, uh, like he wouldn't come in through the ramp. He would come in through like a back door and things like that for his entrance, etc. cetera. Right. Um, and when he debuted and Graves started to bury him, Elias didn't take too kindly to that. Yeah. And he's like, man, look, I'm trying to get over. Like, this is like what he thought might be his last chance, you know, and here this guy is kind of going into business for himself, or at least that's what he assumed. Yeah. So that got kind of like contentious for a little bit. And Graves kind of want to say, look, I have, there's a method to my madness. It's like you, I'm going to crap on you for a little bit. And then when you do something good, when they put you in something that's going to push you forward, then I can, then I can switch on you. Um, I don't necessarily agree, never did though. Agree, <laughs> agree with that, right? Um, but that's that was the kind of the explanation. It's, and, it's hard to get over when everyone's bearing you on commentary. Three guys on commentary are saying you suck. I agree. It doesn't make sense that Graves hates it, and and he can actually play the guitar and sing. Josh, you're not going to remember her, but you remember Jillian Hall? Her gimmick was that she was a horrible singer, and like I think. Michael Cole was the heel announcer then, and I think even Michael Cole was like, oh, she's she has a beautiful voice, but her voice was terrible. So it made sense that, hmm. like, most of the people would bury her. But even Michael Cole, who was the heel at the time, would be like, no, she has a great singing voice. But in Elias Sampson's case, he could actually sing and play the guitar very well. Yeah, props to him for never getting distracted when people are fucking mercifully booing yeah, him. Right. I mean, that's... Again, the funniest thing to me was in NXT when Sampson was playing... And then, like, he was playing guitar and singing a song. Then Rich Swan comes out dancing like an idiot, and he's like, look at this weirdo. It's like, no, you're the weirdo, Rich Swan. <laughs> right, no, but the, that the speaking to Alex's point, fucking everyone buries him. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. For no reason. But he, I, I actually do enjoy his gimmick. I've been saying this when we were doing it. Like, you know, like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, really starting to come around. Grave shits on him. And plus, I mean, this match, this match was pretty damn good. Elias was... I don't know if well, I remember yeah. him that good of a worker in NXT. Yeah, he, he never really had any interesting matches. Yeah, and I don't he, think it was necessarily his fault, but they never yeah. gave him a there, big push. He was always jobbing it. Well, NXT. and there was there was the whole there was a feud he had with Apollo that was there for a little bit, but that was really the only kind of TV feud he had. Yeah. And I think he got he got hurt for a stretch too. Did, so that's yeah. why you didn't why you didn't see him on TV, and that's why he was supposed to have a bigger push uh, for a stretch there. But then he got hurt, and he was. It was kind of nothing for him to do, and then Apollo got called up, and that that kind of thing got uh, kind of messed up along the way. So I was a little concerned for him as someone as you know when we were getting into the season of releases and all that stuff. Yeah. As someone that might go, it would actually it actually kind of surprised me that he got called up. But I know that Hunter believes in the gimmick. Adam Pierce, who's now on the road full time as an agent, is a big believer in in um, in Elias. So well, hopefully, hopefully this is you know a sign that they'll, they'll use him. And look. 
even if he's even if he's uh, a honky tonk man type of character where he's not really going to be champion like ever going to be le- elevated to the point of being a main event, sure. you can still be a character wrestler for yeah. a long time. Right, and I think that's what it'll, it'll end up being for for Elias. Yeah. I know, I know you you were gone when this happened. I don't know if you ever saw this at NXT, but to this date, the most amazing character I've ever seen was El Vagabondo. I'm no joke. When oh, he came, Vagavundo. When he came out and <laughs> lose he, he lost the loser leaves NXT match, right. or, the, or the loser gets to go to Raw match, basically. And he came out with the with the Luchador mask, that was doing funny. the exact same thing. That, it was funny. His no, that was funny. They Hilarious. Something, Still yeah. my most but then, favorite. But then one single female security guard That's dragged him stupid. out of the arena, pretty much which by was his like ear, half his size, and it was just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, at that. You know. uh, it's still but, amazing. But anyways, they actually let Samson beat up Dean for most of the match. Yeah. And then they were like, well, he might suck on the guitar, but he's a pretty good athlete. Look at this guy. And uh, they actually finished this match and segment, I think, the best way possible. I think they accomplished everything they needed to accomplish without burying or push or pushing anyone too much. Yeah. Because um, you don't just want to have Ambrose dirty deeds him and then pin him in the middle of the ring, you know, for his first match. This is like, and you know how much of an Ambrose fan I am, so yeah. this is like the first match I've wanted to see Ambrose lose, like, you know, maybe ever. And you also, a single why, why also you, can't have why Samson Why do you enjoy win. Ambrose so much? Because he cuts great promos. Does he? Plus, yes. he's kind of cool. He's kind of cool. Okay. He's grungy. I, I th- well, I, he's always entertaining in the ring. I think he's, I think he's very entertaining. I think his skills on the mic are there. I think he doesn't even I, I I sometimes I think he doesn't know what he actually is. And I think he changes that. And I don't think that's a creative thing. I think that's a that's a that's a well I'll just go on, I'll go on like, a limb and say that he didn't give himself the nickname Lunatic Fringe. Cuz that's be, a stupid so nickname. Here's the thing, you That be, is a stupid nickname. You'd be surprised how these things happen. Like for instance, I I had a conversation on another podcast about uh, um, Patrick Clark's new character in NXT. Oh, no. oh you mean no. Prince mixed Prince and Goldducks? Goldducks, the Velveteen Dream. <laughs> and and I got into a discussion of like, man, I can't. They they were saying something like, man, I can't believe they've saddled Patrick Clark with something awful. I said, I said Patrick Clark's had that gimmick in the works for months. Like that's him. Like that honestly, and that's actually him. Like that he's. He's very flamboyant in the way he walks and acts and talks. Like that that's him. But how in, tall is he? What is he? Like six five? N- it doesn't work if you're that tall. So in in NXT, they they want you, and a lot of times they do, uh, give the talent the creative freedom to come up with their own gimmicks, to come up with their own personas. Yeah. Uh like Peyton Royce, this poison ivy thing that she uh-huh. does. And the way she dresses and all that, right? The slick back hair—that's all her. That's all her creation. Yeah. Billy Kay, at, with her kind of seductress kind of look to her, beautiful, with the, beautiful. With the lace gloves and all, like uh-huh. that was stuff that she was all kind of playing with when yeah. we were all there. But they didn't really have a direct. They, they didn't know what their characters were, and then the writing staff comes in and figures out a way to put them together. And even though they have these separate ideas. They end up putting them together anyway, sure. And they're this "quote unquote" iconic duo. They and are it, amazing. And it, they're basically mean girls. They are. That's exactly what it is. And it's like they're in high school. Like, they're they're Australian. They're Australian mean girls. Yeah. 
but they still have this this own look. So even though the they got the look down, they never really got their personas down. Yeah. So sometimes the persona will take a direction, and sometimes it'll just end up being their look. Yeah. And I mean, um, who's there? There's another. Um, I'm trying to think of her name. Uh, she was very new when I got there. She's Victoria the one that, Gonzalez. No, she does. The, she, she, Liv Morgan. She no, not Liv. Liv that's all Liv. That's Liv. That, yeah. That's that's her. She owns all um, those outfits. Yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus. She she wear she wears Jordans. She's from Jersey. She's yeah, yeah, like yeah. like she's a true Jersey girl. Yeah. Um. No, the girl that they just signed. She does almost like the Rosie the Riveter kind of look to her. Um, the MMA a, fighter? No, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Oh, 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 uh, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. Yeah. Um, oh. Like, that's all. Her, that was all her idea. She was kind of figuring out, because she's ex-military. Right. Yeah. Really? So she was trying to find a find a look that made her a, like, like a strong woman. So she's kind of gone with some of these military-style right. outfits, et cetera, but also kind of with the pinup glam kind of yeah, look yeah, yeah. to her. So, again, they give a lot of these... Characters creative freedom that happens on the main roster too with nicknames and stuff. It's like, hey, I'm thinking about calling myself this, right? So it's like, just like, such I, a like bad I, nickname. I can't imagine like, like that. I, like I told, like I told you with Vince. Like uh, sometimes people suggest an idea and they run with it before anybody kind of. T- Is this I mean, the lunatic would have been fine, but like the lunatic fringe, I just, it's just, it's too much. I don't understand what fringe means. Like, well, fringe, that means like, I don't. Like, that's I don't get it either. Who the fuck? It was a good TV show. Like, okay, what does the lunatic fringe like, mean to you? Like that fr- he's that he's crazy? What would be the difference if you just called him the lunatic? Same he's thing. He's crazy. on the fringe of being a lunatic. Right. <laughs> he can be a lunatic that. at the drop but of a dime. But that's a descriptor. That's not the noun. Like, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that. That's that. That's the adjective to being a lunatic. He's the fringe of being a lunatic, yeah. right? But. I, I, yeah, I, I I get what you're coming from. I I think it just rolls off the honestly off the tongue for announcers and that's like what is like this like for instance the the game the hell does that even mean? <laughs> think about it. But it sounds it, cool. it, it, but it sounds cool. But like some, fringe is not. But some people some people do like it. Fits some the theme song. Like yeah. Time to play the game. Well, I can't do it. Some people. Who do you guys think won the theme song uh, competition between the three former Shield guys? Like who has the best theme? Like who ended up with the best theme and best look of the three? I like Rollins. Seth's. Rollins? Yeah, Rollins. You think he has the best theme? The too? drum? <laughs> yeah, I mean none of them are great. Let's yeah. be honest. That's the that's the other thing is unless you're an NXT, like like Nakamura, Bobby Roode have the two have the two coolest entrances and they were and well Bobby Roode's he's he's an NXT guy, right? Yet Seth Rollins Still doesn't have like a really cool intro. He just comes out and it's just generic rock music. Yeah, Yeah. that just doesn't make sense to me. Also, he beats Triple H at WrestleMania, which is supposed to be a big deal. And then the next night, he's like, he basically comes out to the ring. He's like, I don't know what to do anymore. (laughs) Well, creative has nothing for me, guys. What? You just beat (laughs) Triple H? Shouldn't your next match be for like the fucking championship? Well, okay, if you can't Brock do that because Lesnar, Lesnar throw him on smack, I just, here, it doesn't make here, here, sense. Here's what got me about, and this is what I got, I'm sorry for taking this on a tangent. Because he was a great heel champion, and now he's just a nothing so, face. So the, the the match at WrestleMania between Seth Rollins and Triple H, like, what was the main selling point by that match? What was what was the gimmick behind that match? That Rollins was injured, and that it was the match was unsanctioned. Non-sanctioned. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he ha- he was so medically unable to compete. That they had to make this a non-sanctioned match. Right. Then, 
just because he won on the very next night on Raw, yep. the, uh, the the doctors yeah. said, you know what? You had a pretty good match last night. We're going to clear exactly. you, kid. <laughs> and all, of, all of a sudden, he's healthy enough to compete he, that yeah. night on Raw. And Triple H, it was a 20 to 25 minute match. Triple H is murdering his knee, murdering it. To the point where, like, Rollins, like, could barely walk, and the next night of Raw, he's like, yeah, I'm yeah. 100% so healed. in theory, he should have been less healthy than when he went into the match, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yet, yet, like, Cesaro's been back for, what, 10 months, and he <sighs> still has the fucking tape on his shoulder. <laughs> what the fuck? I hate it so much. Then he got an injured back, and he had tape all over his back, all over his shoulder. <laughs> you might as well just come have tape everywhere. He loves wearing that it's tape. the most though. ridiculous thing ever. And but now Seth Rollins' knee is Claudio, okay. Claudio thinks it makes it look like a it make makes him look like a real like wrestler like a real gritty wrestler by having all like bandages <laughs> and stuff like that because like if you go back and watch like old like eighties wrestling like everyone had bandages all over themselves. Well, yeah, and see that's a, but going back to Ambrose, I love Ambrose because it always feels like whenever he has a match, he does something different, and then he also d- cuts like the old school promos where he's just the tough guy, and like it's just to me it's always interesting. Like when he when he was a champion, he was facing Rollins, and I don't exactly remember, but but at the end he was like, um, you know, you better be ready for a match because they don't give uh, trophies to the face who comes in second place, and it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's cool. I just I think his promos are cool. Yeah, they are. And when he's angry, he cuts good promos. Mm-hmm. So good for him. <clears throat> um, so what's what's what are we doing? Um, yeah, so they end this match the best way possible. The Miz runs in the ring and gives Elias Sampson a single double axe handle so that Ambrose gets disqualified and Sampson gets the win. Dean then grabs the Miz, but then the drifter attacks him from behind and hits a swinging neckbreaker. So I liked how they did this. It's amazing how the ref caught that one, but in the Jinder Mahal match on Backlash a couple days ago, ref saw nothing. The ref saw absolutely nothing. Nothing. No. He was having an yep. asthma attack for five minutes. Uh, so let me go backstage, and we see Enzo facing, uh, lying face down with Cass running up, asking the ref what happens. Um, I don't know about you. I first just assumed that he tried to bang Lana again, and Rusev <laughs> murdered him. I don't know. I was like, ah, he tried to get, he tried to get Lana again. That's, Doesn't he know that that's never bitch. gonna happen? <laughs> uh, but then back from commercial, the re- the refs and trainers help Enzo up, and Cass tells Kurt Angle. You better hope you find out who did this before I do. Again, this would be a perfect for a Cass heel turn, but there's no way they're going to do it because most of the fans still love Enzo and Cass despite the fact that they lose every match they're in. Like, And when Enzo and Cass first debuted, this is before I was watching NXT, so I didn't really know these guys. And I was like, these guys are really cool. Enzo's very energetic. They work well as a tag team. You know, Cass is also very green. Except, still... except for the fact that Enzo can't wrestle. Well, well, neither of them really. I mean, Cass is very green as well, but um, but their personality is there with Enzo giving the personality. Yeah. But then they, when you talk so much trash and then you lose every match, it just makes you look like a schmuck. He can like, never back it up. And I have the perfect example: being a Jets fan, when Rex Ryan was the coach for the first two years, he caught all this, you know, talked all this trash, including to the Patriots. But then he actually beat, you know, the Patriots in the playoffs. And it was like, okay, cool, you're talking all this trash, but you're backing it up. Then the next four years, he's still talking trash, yet not winning anymore. So it was like, no, stop talking trash. You can't win. It's so still interesting, stop though. Stop talking. Still, I, I still love Rex Ryan trash talk. Well, now he'll be trash talking on ESPN because that's where Jets coaches go to die. So this this is how I feel, <laughs> I feel about this. Look, 
not everyone can be the champion and not everyone can win. Some people are some people are Coco Beware. Right. But they and, lose like every match. But Enzo and Enzo and Cass are Coco Beware. Like that's that's just what they're gonna come. They're gonna make this great entrance. The people are gonna love them. They're gonna buy their T-shirts. They're making all kinds of money. They're 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 laughing all the way to the bank. They don't. Do they want to win matches and probably be the tag champs? Yeah, and they'll probably win it eventually because everyone wins the tag team champions at some but point. It, well, sure they will. I know they will. But at some point, like, is it better to be over, or is it better to be? Or is it better to like be pushed to a championship or pushed to victories? Well, like in the end, these wins and losses are—they're not real, right? Right. And sometimes we need to remember that as people who analyze the the, the sport and uh, and analyze the shows and all that. And I, I I don't disagree with you that I think oh yeah they always lose, but we're all noticing that they always lose. But you know what? Daniel Bryan lost for two years straight. He probably won four matches in a two-year span. But then, but then the fans really? got behind him, and they it got to another level of fans getting behind him, and they pushed him to the moon. And part of that well, is after they were forced to. Well, <laughs> the, I'll, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you this: that Daniel had a Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson had a lot to do with the way he was booked from the moment he won the world title uh, against Mark Henry up until he won the world title at WrestleMania and uh-huh. and after that. In terms of the, because he's very old school. He believes in the. I had a, a conversation on a, on another podcast about the two the the two beliefs on how you run a territory. WCW NWA territory was about baby faces chasing a heel champion. WWE for forty years has been about strong dominant babyface champions, as opposed to and having them go through a gauntlet of like. Mon- monster heels, except, except for when Triple H was the champion. No, but you, but if you have, if you go back to San Martino, who had the title for six, seven years, and then well, yeah, and then it was Backlund who held it for three years, right. and then it was Hogan, Hogan who had it, like every heel champion in between had it for a month or two. Sheik had it for like a month and a half. Yeah, Hogan Hogan Ho- had it. Ho- for Hogan years, had it for yeah. three. Hogan had it for three years, yep. and then uh, all of a sudden he got stripped and went to uh, it went to Andre the Giant for a day, a day, and then. And then Savage, and then Savage had it for a year, turned into a heel, and then Hogan chased one, yeah. had it for had it for a while. I mean, they tried to, they've done this for long. And Cena, we just talk about Cena the way they they've always believed in having the that's Vince's idea on mm-hmm. what uh, champion is. Hunter thinks completely different way. Yeah. Um, that being said, there's not it's not a wrong thing to have baby faces lose. In the end. Baby faces have to chase and overcome adversity for them to become interesting. Yeah, and I think there, there's an element to that. Sometimes you can overdo it, like with whatever Kurt Hawkins is. I don't know what, but he loses and you don't care. Right, that's the Pe- issue. People care. People care. You care that Enzo and Cass are losing. I did. I'm really not interested in, in that anymore. But they're not. That's in a, why but I they're want... not in an angle that matters right now. But maybe they will be because the, one of the best angles that these two guys had in NXT. Was with the revival. Yeah, your analogy is perfect for Sami Zayn. Yeah, people. Oh, Sami Zayn lost yeah. for a year before mm-hmm. before he won the NXT title. Yeah. Always coming very close. I mean, right. look, Rocky lost at the end of Rocky. Yeah, and they had to come back and make another movie, and then he wins. <laughs> then he had to lose the title to Clubber Lang, yep. and then the whole story was about him overcoming and trying to. Be, so again, if you look, just look at the way storytelling works. The, in order for you to like the hero, you have to see the hero fail and be relatable. That's yeah. why people don't like Cena. Adult fans don't like Cena 
Because he wins all the freaking time. I love Sam True. Raimi. But it's it seems like they're I said adult fans, Josh. But there's there's like there's Ouch. um I would say there's a happy medium there and really Dean Ambrose is kinda like a happy he's kinda he like he's you know, he's been a face for a few years now, <clears throat> really since he's been a singles wrestler after the shield broke up. And uh he gets some wins, he gets some losses, but he, he stays you know, he doesn't have to lose every match. Like that's what that's what they do with, with Enzo and Cass and a couple other people that just, if you're just going to lose every match, then you're going to lose interest with me because it's just, it gets I, I boring. Have a I have a question because I don't see a lot of, how many times does Cass get pinned? Never. Oh, there you go. It's well, we know that. Out. No, we know why he doesn't ever get pinned. <laughs> there you go. We know why. <laughs> and even when they had the, when they had the universal title fatal four elimination match in Houston where Kevin Owens won, um, we were all debating, like, how is Cass going to get eliminated? I can't see him getting pinned in this match. Like, maybe they just injure him or powerbomb. It took everyone hitting their finisher on Cass (laughs) to get eliminated in that match. (laughs) So... Yeah. In secession, almost. So it was, and to your and to your point, the, the whole the great opportunity for a heel turn. Yeah, the more that this team keeps losing because of Enzo. Right. Yeah, it creates even more of a reason, and it in terms of storyline. Yeah, when to make it happen, you got to do it when they least expect it. And see, a perfect example for the team that's always chasing is DIY. No, don't bring it up. Well, no, because they were, they, you know, yeah, they couldn't win the big one. Couldn't win the big, then they finally won the big one, and they couldn't hold on to it. But they were like, they were like the perfect chasers, and then that's why that heel turn was so great. If you go back and look at any of Dusty Rhodes' runs uh, as as the world heavyweight champion in the NWA, they're all very short world title runs. Why? Yeah. Because people wanted to see Dusty chase. Yeah, they didn't want to see Dusty limousine ride and jet fly they wanted to see him and again the common man that's chasing the. that's how i also felt about ambrose ambrose chasing for like over a year and then when he finally won it was amazing it was a huge moment i I remember i remember the night i was i think it was corpus christi it was where they were at the elimination chamber this is actually before i had my this was the the pay-per-view right before my interview with wwe and michael cole uh it was an elimination chamber at corpus christi and it was the night where um ambrose fake won the title right yeah. And they did the dusty finish on yep. that. Yeah. Um that the, I I don't think I heard a louder ovation oh, yeah, exactly. when when that happened than for Ambrose and why is because everyone thought that he was like the red-headed stepchild of the three members of the shield. Right. The guy that wasn't going to be the best one of the three. Yeah. And he's the one that actually got the most over as a babyface quicker of the adult fans. Right. So I think he's the most universally over of the three, uh, to be honest with you. I, maybe you could say Rollins is now, but I think at that time it was definitely Ambrose. Right. And that's also when a, when Kevin Owens won, I was surprised because I felt similar. Like, well, they're never just going to give this, you know, he's a, he's fat. You know, he really doesn't have the look that WWE classically likes for a champion. Right. And they gave it to him, so that was pretty cool. Uh, so, anyways, uh, next up we have Finn Balor versus Carl Anderson. Uh, but before that, Balor starts to cut a promo before the match, but then Paul Heyman interrupts him, and uh, Heyman tells Finn that he's the most qualified to face the Beast. He wishes him good luck at Extreme Rules and then shakes his hand. Uh, Balor then tells Paul to relay a message to Lesnar, and that message is, I will win at Extreme Rules and then defeat the Beast to win back the championship I never lost. Um, now, 
I was completely shocked when this happened. I honestly thought that this would have been a perfect time for Brock Lesnar. No, no, no. They advertise when Lesnar shows up. Well, uh, it's never a surprise anymore. I know, but when never a surprise anymore. I'm not saying him come out with Paul, but why can't you have him there for like five seconds? Because first of all, I never thought that they were actually going to do the match between the the Bullet Club members. Right. So I thought this would have been a perfect time for Lesnar to come out, just give him an F5, and then <laughs> skedaddle off. Well, that was the when way. Heyman did come out. I was like, oh, okay, I guess this match isn't happening. But yeah, it still that's happened. What I it still happened. Yeah. We finally start the match between Ballard and Anderson, and I think everyone on Earth at this point was hoping for the finger point of doom, which which would just be like Balor pinning Anderson, like he just pokes him, he falls down like classic NWO, <laughs> and then they form the club. Right. But of course we knew it wasn't coming. I mean, you know, definitely not for this episode of Raw. Um, but yeah, Finn Balor sure hates his best friends, man. Very strange. Uh, he, he kicks Gallows, who was just watching the match at ringside, like, fuck you, and just kicks him. And then, of course, Finn gets the win after hitting the coup de gras. Right? That's going to be an awkward, awkward reunion whenever they get back together. Yeah, right. Remember if, that if one time do. when you kicked me in the face? Well, that's what makes no sense. Uh, you know, Gallows and Anderson are the club. Yeah. And then Balor's Balor Club. Right. And they all used the to be together. Member. Oh, wait, the fans are the Balor Club. <laughs> It just, it makes, and he's the face. It just makes him look silly. Well, it makes everything look silly in that. It's Balor Club versus the club. I mean, that's, that's like back when it was NWO versus the Wolfpack, you know, like all that stuff. Obviously not to that degree, but it's just silly that they're all called the club and the club this. Agree. So, um, anyways, next up we have Alicia Fox versus Sasha Banks. I think we can all agree that Sasha deserves better than this. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, but hey, at least you got the win, right? Yeah, sure. She, whatever. Here's the thing: it, you're starting this feud with Alicia Fox, but Sasha's won twice with the double knees in the corner. So is the bank statement banned? It seems like they're banning all these finishers, or is she just winning with one of her setup moves? They're just trying to get another move over. I guess maybe, maybe or maybe Alicia Fox's because that now week? now Alexa Bliss doesn't do the twisted Bliss anymore. Yeah, that's it's so gone. sad. It hasn't done it for months. I now she does a DDT. And I don't get that. The Twisted Bliss was cool. I don't know why yeah. they hate top rope moves. Can you explain that? Uh, why do they hate top rope moves as finishers? They they don't like it when people get hurt. And there's if there's a situation where Vince or someone that's high up in creative, for instance, someone sees a move. Because we, we, we only see what we see on TV. We don't see what happens in the live events, right? Yeah. And... Matches are longer. Obviously, they're on the road for quite a bit when they go from town to town. And sometimes, you know, things happen and we don't see it. They still are able to do what they need to do on television. But we don't necessarily know if something happened. It's like, hey, my my knee hurts. I don't want to, you know, go to the top rope. So let's get something else over or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there, there, there's reasons for that. Sometimes, like I think with Sasha's case, I think they're trying to get another move over. I don't know the reason for Alexis. And maybe someone said... I mean, w- w- are we talking about the flip where she does the back handspring and the knees? Or no, no, this no, no. is where it's she's where she, she on the top, the top rope, rope and, and twists. She twists, but then splashes on them for the win. Yeah, that move sucks anyway. So, but it's better than a DDT. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's fun. It's better than a DDT, which is just a DDT. At least Ambrose is the double arm DDT. At least Bobby Roode's, you know, picks the guy up and stuff. Like at least, hers is just a DDT. Well, well, now let me ask you about this real quick because. I've been upset about Rollins' new yep. finisher, which is just a knee to the face. And that one actually hurts Cena. It's so, well, but it's such a boring finisher. 
Yet, and and you said you don't want they don't want them to get hurt. But Rollins, every match he dives out of the ring multiple times. He'll do the Phoenix Splash. The Phoenix Splash is so cool. Why can't that be his finisher? Is it too similar to Neville's finisher? But then, who cares about Neville? <laughs> like, and plus, that, he's been doing the rings of Saturn. Uh, yeah, that's true too. Um, couple of things on Rollins. That's probably a Rollins thing more so than it's a anybody else thing on the Phoenix Splash. Because I think that's a real special. I mean, the first time he ever did it, he did it with that. I think it was SummerSlam one one year, and then he didn't do it for a while. Then, and then he did it at the Royal Rumble Triple Threat. He do, he does it. He does it. Like you gotta you gotta pay to see that. And I'm a big believer in that. If you want to see those types of moves, you gotta pay to see it. And that means going to the pay per view or watching the pay per view. So I'm I, I'm a believer. I don't have any problem. Plus. I'm not a believer. Well, then do it at the pay per view, like a, as your finish. I'm not a believer anymore in that you have to have one way to win a match, and that's by uh, whatever your finish is. Well, but they, that's still what they do, though. It still is one finisher. Like you can kick out of a power bomb through a, two tables, but then like, that's what that's how it doesn't. It that's what hurts the matches is when everyone's kicking out of the craziest shit you've ever seen. But then, like, just a very simple move will end the, like, that's the one that ends you? Is that? I think what you're really mad about, Andrew, is that they haven't given Roman Reigns anything else. He still does the spear. I think that's what you're really mad about. Can he do anything else? Well, <laughs> we can't even do the spear well. I mean, he's the worst person that could, that ever does the spear. It's like you hate just, Reigns so <laughs> illogically, did way too much. Not a, no, not illogically. No, my number one. Uh, Reason why I don't like Reigns is because of his mic skills are terrible. They're terrible. I mean, people said this Bret is Hart. My people, people that wrestled with Bret Hart, they all like Razor Ramon, Honky. You know, they they all bury him and saying that oh, Bret Hart was terrible on the mic. He's ten times better than Roman Reigns on the mic. Roman Reigns can't cut a promo. That's the that's the main issue. No and disagreement. The, and the you know he's the next John Cena. This the shoving down the throat. I, so, okay. I I I I don't think. This idea, the belief that the internet has on Roman Reigns, I don't think is what is actually the status quo. This whole idea that he's being built to be the next Cena, I think he's the most marketable person. That doesn't mean they want him to be the suit wearing, American flag waving, you know, hustle, loyalty, and respect type of character that every other big time babyface has been, other than Austin. Um, I think I think with Reigns, he's a guy that sells to a certain segment of their audience, and they have a much broader demographic that that watches the show now than what watched it in the in the mid to late nineties. And those are the people. The moms moms hold the purse strings in families now when it comes to going to entertainment events. It's the and way moms it works. Love Reigns and moms moms love Roman Reigns. Mills love Reigns and and kids love Roman Reigns. Now that's a shirt. So that mar- but kids kids marketing love Reigns because you tell them to love Reigns. That, kids, that's that's the kids, thing. That's the thing. Kids, I don't understand any, why you can put anyone in that Roman Reigns Roman Reigns role for the so, children. So I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you I'll tell you this right now. I know I know of at least in two separate occasions of kids watching wrestling for the first time. And immediately pointing at Roman Reigns and saying, who's that? Well, my son's like that with Cena, but Cena dresses like a cartoon character. But, but, well, yeah, but, that's but there's an element to the way he looks that is just kind of eye-catching. Now, I'm not saying there's he, any rhyme or reason to it. I'm saying that the, the, the WWE doesn't do things just because Vince has a hard-on for a particular guy. Right. They do things because... Yes, Vince can like a guy. He can li- like he loves big casts, 
mm-hmm. for instance, and they're protecting Big Cass. But Big Cass hasn't been put in a main event program with anybody yet, has he? Uh, aside from the, the, the triple threat. Match. Hunter yeah. loves Mojo Raleigh. Other than winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royals, has he been in a main event match yet? No. They ha- they 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 like guys and guys get called up for that. Guys get signed for those reasons, mm-hmm. but they don't get put in the main event and they don't get put in car in main event programs unless there's a reason for it. Unless the fans connect in a certain way, Reigns just happens to be out of the norm on how guys connect. He's connecting to the adult fans in negative ways, much more, I think, with much more vigor than Cena ever did. Because Cena can cut a promo. Cena could be Because Cena can turn you. <clears throat> Reigns can't. Well, can you agree that Reigns is transfacial? What does that mean? You, you uh, sorry. can't make that up these terms and expect people to just to know them. It's I guess it's a podcast term. Well, that, that, It's not a podcast term. It's your term <laughs> that no one agrees that, with. That he, they don't, he's heel and face. There is no... Yeah. Okay. Well, that's... That's that, what WWE that's why, loves to say. Well, yeah, that's why it's, it's so confusing. Out. It is a cop-out. Yes. But but you have to understand that they have to do it that way. But he's the only one. I but, can't think of anybody because else. Because he's the only one Maybe that, that's, but that, that's polarizing like that. At, at least with Randy. With Randy, when he's a face and Randy wants to ha- wants to, wants go, in to. Direct, go, go in that direction, yeah. he's as over as anybody comes. Like, if you're if, if you're if you're <laughs> gro- if you're growing Boston. if you're growing a wrestler in a test tube like the re- end result looks like Randy Orton. Yeah. He is the serpentor of for GI Joe fans out there of pro wrestling. Yeah. If you took the DNA of all the wrestlers that you would want to get in terms of he, he if he need if he wants to talk in the mic he will. Right. If if he wants to wrestle a big guy and be the 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 underdog in a match, he can do that. If he wants to be the heavy favorite heel in the match, he can do that. He can ha- he can have an extreme match, he can have a, a a good back and forth match. He can do everything. But he has to want to do it and he has yeah. to want to respect the guy he's in the ring I with. I called last week I called him the Randy Moss of WWE. Like he's like that's the a most great, that's he's, a good he's super talented but it's only when he wants to try. And right now he just really does not want to. So yeah, although I, I actually thought he had a decent decent outing with with um, with gender. I think he likes gender a lot. It, it got it, good once the the um, the Singh brothers got involved. That's when it got entertaining. <laughs> they're great, aren't they? When he was throwing them they're around, so good they were. But I wish they would have kept their original name. Like the Bollywood boys. That, that's actually something interesting. Now they're just the Singh brothers. What does that mean? That means nothing. Well, right now they're side piece. At some point, that they'll they'll break they out. They'll they're, break they're out. They're the that. new J and J security. That's Did J and J security have a wrestle as a tag team before? Like a couple times. No, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 no. they were separate. They had separate careers. So he, they never wrestled with or while they were with Rollins. No, okay. well, they, I mean no, I think they, they were had in a couple matches, of matches. But, yeah, they had a few matches, but they wrestled in their suits and yeah. And, you know, they, okay, and like there was that one time where Joey Mercury pinned Rollins. <laughs> Like that one night on Raw, they were essentially the you know the the, the Stooges. Yeah, know. Gerald Briscoe mm. and Pat Patterson. Uh, so, anyways, uh, let's get back on track. We go backstage. Oh, so after the Sasha Banks match, uh, Noam Dark confronts Sasha, but she, but uh, he she slaps him in the face, and then Alicia once again does the scissor kicks on Sasha to continue the feud. And now I'm hearing that on Two Hundred Five Live, she's going to team up with. Cedric Alexander. So it, it's like they're moving Sasha to 205 Live. Good God. It's awful. Wait, wait, wait. So now Sasha's dating Cedric Alexander? I don't know exactly. Well, I don't think that would make sense because everyone knows Sasha's married now. And kayfabe is yeah, dead. But that, that, so. that, that, yeah, I, I don't think that that's a big deal. Yeah. 
Uh, so we go backstage, and Kalisto's talking to Apollo Crews and asking him why is he with Titus O'Neil. And Cruz replies that Titus is known worldwide. Apparently, I, I guess. I guess so. We're supposed to believe that. I don't know if this has been talked about on your show, but is Titus and Apollo Lavar and Lonzo Ball? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. That's a good comparison. I think I I've seen think someone else. That. I think some. I've seen someone else put that. So I don't want to take full credit for that. Uh, that's pretty but, good. I mean, because Alonzo La- La- has no personality, mm-hmm. yeah, and Apollo Crews, and as much as I love Uha because he's a great guy, he, I mean, he was called up, and I think he would even tell you he got called up uh, uh, prematurely. Vince took one look at him and said, "I want that guy on Raw," and he was still a guy that had no character. He was he just, still doesn't have a. Character. He was just a. F- but I'm saying when he got he's called just up, a phenomenal body. He was just a ph- had a phenomenal body with f- the. A most amazing athletic ability oh, yeah. for a guy his size, right? Um, or, or with his physique. And what again, there's your like monster heel, or you know, like he's just a big guy that like looks. He could be Bobby Lashley, <clears throat> right. you know, like you know what what Vince wanted Lashley to be. He could have he could have that with Cruz, but Instead, he doesn't. He makes him a, a dancing fool with the primetime players and all that stuff. But oh, you're talking about Titus. I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking I'm, about. I'm, I'm talking about Apollo. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'm talking about Apollo. Yeah, Tid- still, Titus has had a, a million near misses. Right. Uh, that's partially Titus's fault. He's a great guy too. Don't touch. Well, also they they have uh, Apollo Cruz smile every time. I mean, just the the huge grin on his yeah, face. Yeah, that's another you issue, need- and that's the other issue. Going back to Roman Reigns. Is when he's always smiling. You know, that's that's the other issue with his character, at least. But. Yeah, he needs to stop taking pictures with guys that he's wrestling. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Overseas well, and again, like when you say kids, kids look at Reigns, are like that guy's cool. He really just looks like the Undertaker. He's all in black with long black hair. When I was a little kid, my first favorite wrestler was the Undertaker, and obviously it was because of how he looked because I was a little kid. But he looks. Yeah. He's dressed just like the Undertaker. Yeah. That's the thing. Uh, but but instead, it's the Undertaker coming out and smiling and cracking jokes. The the dad jokes his, too. Yeah, his person. <laughs> that's the thing with Reigns. His personality doesn't fit his look. His look should be I'm just a badass. Which now now since he beat the Undertaker, that's kind of what he's been doing. Well, this with the whole maybe thing. maybe that's what they're trying to do. Like the Undertaker, he always said, "Rest in peace." Maybe so, maybe this is my yard. That's is the new peace. rest in peace. <laughs> the, the funniest thing about all all of this Reigns, and I, I, I we're gonna put it out there. You know who made Roman Reigns and why WD chose Reigns? Because the fans chose Reigns. The fans chose Reigns long before WWE put the rocket ship up his ass. And they they, they were the so ones much. when the shield when the shield were together, the one that got the loudest reaction every time the match would end was was either when Reigns did the triple power bomb with the rest of the guys or yeah. when he speared a guy in a match. Right. The loudest reaction of any of those three guys, who was taking the hot tags and who was getting the loud reaction, it was Reigns. Though everybody that says that, that they had nothing to do with the with the machine putting the rocket up his ass does, are the same people that if you go back and watch WrestleMania 20 and how loud the Cena chants were sure. in Madison's fucking square garden for yeah. John Cena, there's a reason the machine puts a rocket up somebody's ass. It's because you tell them to put the rocket up their ass. Sure, Alex, you have to look they, in the camera and tell people. But that was before they changed Cena's character. That's fair. Then they changed him, turned him into a cartoon character. Stone Cold Steve Austin, they did not change. Once the rocket went up his ass, they did not change him at all. He was still the badass that he was. They didn't 
make him wear orange t-shirts and and pink t-shirts and then sometimes blue t-shirts. Uh, they they were still they were still booing Cena and when, when, every when he was wearing cat when he was wearing camo and 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 stuff. But like, well, who wears camo? <laughs> no comment. Come on, yeah. uh, khaki shorts. You're gonna wrestle in khaki shorts? All right, he does. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, so Kalisto's like, why are you with Titus O'Neil? He asked him if he's the one that attacked Enzo, but Cruz denies it. Uh, Titus O'Neil then walks up thinking Kalisto wants to join the Titus brand, but Kalisto wants no part of it, of course. So Titus tells Kalisto that he's going to face Cruz tonight in a lesson of respect. So just in case you're wondering, Titus O'Neil was a guest GM of Raw because mm. he was able to make a match. So good for him. Well, when you get to the same ilk as the Titus brand, you can do what you want. Right. Uh, next up, we have the Shattered Dreams Productions, and I'm very interested to see how Josh feels about this because Josh, being the new wrestling fan that he has, never saw this side of Goldust. You know, the one that we all loved before they turned him into... Y'all Another loved, like y'all cartoon character. He was kind of weird and creepy. That's what made Goldust great back in the day. Really? Yes. Interesting. He wasn't always this. But we all hated like, Goldust at the time. But in a good way. I was way. really he was a good sad heel. when our truth and Goldust broke up. So this one, I, I, used I was to get already furious mad. when Goldust would like molest the Undertaker because the Undertaker what? was my favorite guy, and like molest? him and Mankind would beat up Taker, and then Goldust would like lay all over him and stuff. And I'm like, damn it. So so Goldust used to, uh, you know, they do the Hollywood thing, but he was very yeah. an andro- androgynous type of character. You didn't know if he was gay. You yeah. didn't know if he was straight. And this was at a time when. Right. When that wasn't really publicly acknowledged, or like it was, it was not. I don't know, socially acceptable. It was the wrong way to put it. Definitely not for wrestling fans. But for wrestling, it was but it, for te- for television audiences, especially for the types of people that were watching wrestling, which were mostly kids yeah. in that time. Like having an androgynous, semi bisexual character, right, um, was kind of taboo. So he would do things like. Uh, there was a, the incident with Ahmed Johnson, for instance, where he wrestled him for the Intercontinental title. Ahmed Johnson was knocked unconscious, so Goldust gets in the ring and starts delivering mouth-to-mouth to yeah. Ahmed Johnson. Right. Ahmed Johnson wakes up and sees Goldust's mouth on his mouth, and he, like, freaks out. Yeah. And that it's that was that type of things, and the whole idea, the concept of mind games, exactly, yeah, exactly. kind of existed. As and a that re- was back when they had a pay per view called Mind Games, <laughs> yeah. and now it's everything. Oh, the mind games! He just left the ring. Like, how is that a mind game? <laughs> but, okay. So, so you're thinking that this gold dust that we saw in the in the vignette is going to be the the. Bisexual gold dust. No, 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 no. I don't They're think it's going, going that. Direction, but he's thing. going to be this dark. Like part of the th- the thing that made gold dust look like a sad clown. Gold dust well, so so fantastic was that he would cut these very um, uh, sadistic is the wrong word, but very poignant, very well articulate. Um, promos like in a backstage setting with just him, and it, they were all very deep. They were almost Jake the Snake esque, and. It, it just got it got you think they were very cerebral maybe that's the best way to put yeah. it yeah uh made you think and it was just kind of like you knew he was going to do something but you weren't quite sure what he was going to do he didn't quite name a target right and it was just kind of all a lot of mystery yeah and that's what made him very interesting is mm-hmm. that you didn't know exactly what he was going to do next yeah so it, well, it was to be fair, I don't know what he's going to do next. There, there you go. <laughs> so, so I guess it works. He's going to beat up our tree. To also, <laughs> to also be fair, 
I enjoyed the switch to I I enjoyed comedic Goldust like when Goldust had at the time same when, yeah. when Goldust went to the Tourette's Goldust like that was hilarious when right. he was with Booker T and they did that ta- that was some of the best stuff that I think Booker and well, Goldust ever did and they weren't jobber tag teams like they actually won the tag titles with our truth as soon as they formed they were instant jobbers and it but was- they almost won yeah but not really Josh. But not really. It's it's all scripted, so they didn't almost win. Oh yeah, that's they true. were never booked to maybe win. But no, these th- this Goldust promo it was straight out of it was like straight out of the Attitude Arrow back when he was cutting promos like this. Uh, the member berries were very strong with me. Uh, he needs to, segment. but he needs to go back to wearing the robe and the and the uh, and the wig when he comes to the ring. Maybe I mean the the other thing is how much longer does he have really? Like maybe that's why they're doing this because this is his last run and he wants to go back to. Classic gold dust. I don't know. At I don't least... think I don't think he'll retire until they him and Cody have their match at WrestleMania. Really? Oh. Well, it'd be great if they let Cody come back as the American Nightmare because he finally found a gimmick that would actually be really cool. No, he'll be Stardust. He'll be Stardust again. Yeah, <laughs> Stardust versus Goldust in the pre-showest match of all pre-shows. It's gonna be on WWE.com. Well, that was the that was the problem is is they set up that feud for WrestleMania, but then they just had a match at Fastlane. It was like, oh, you <laughs> fucked it all up. <laughs> but okay. Um, so next up, we go backstage, and Alexa's interviewed about her kendo stick on a pole match at Extreme Rules. But she assures us that she will retain her championship because Bailey can't get extreme. Well, she can't get extreme on the microphone, so maybe that's what she means. Uh, later in the show, Alexa beats Mickey James after hitting her DDT finisher since we can't do the Twisted Bliss, apparently. After the match, Alexa grabs a kendo stick and cracks it over Mickey's back. Bailey then runs out for the, sh- for the save. Josh, Josh starts moving around. Uh, Bailey trips Alexa, grabs the kendo stick. But then uh, Alexa retreats, so we don't even know whether Bailey was going to use that kendo stick or not. Well, she showed restraint, which proved Alexa Bliss's point that she can't get extreme. Spoiler alert. She gives gonna... you evidence yeah. towards Alexa making her point. Spoiler alert. Don't know. Bailey's going to get the kendo stick, use it a couple times, but still lose the match. That's, that's good. <laughs> we all know that's coming. <clears throat> uh, next up, Apollo well, That's Cruz. only because Alexa Bliss can't reach it. Well, we'll see how low they make that. I mean, look, they made the they made the the titles lower for. Oh my uh, god, they did for uh, the authors of pain. Yes. <laughs> By the way, I, we were joking about the ladder match concept with the authors of pain. As soon as they announced that match, I was like, "Oh my god!" They like Ellering should have been like, "What the hell? You know, my authors of pain can't climb ladders," and then just have like a segment each week where Ellering's teaching them how to climb a ladder. <laughs> But then they actually did it at TakeOver. Did like when one of them was climbing ladders, like, you can do it. He's like, okay, okay. And they actually kind of did like in the, the corner doing I don't like know this. if I can climb this. Like they actually did it. Climbing. So that was kind of funny. But like we were saying like they should like play the Rocky music with like maybe we can do this. I was just happy that they kind of did it. It was That was pretty cool. It was a nice uh, nod to the podcast. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, we have Apollo Crews versus Kalisto with Kalisto picking up the win. By hitting the Selena Del Sol after Apollo gets distracted by Titus yelling at him. So so is this not even going to happen? Are they not going to become a tag team? <laughs> I don't know. Because they've been teasing they're going to be a tag team forever. Well, and now they week, lost last because week, of Apollo this. Apollo kicks Enzo in the head. And he's like, yeah, I'm with Titus. And next week, he's like, what the fuck, Titus? So, right? Who knows? I, I don't, don't know. know. They're so confused. Look, 
what we do know is there's some pre-show match that's coming from this. We do know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we have Matt Hardy and Sh- versus Sheamus with the winner getting to choose the stipulation for the Extreme Rules Tag Team Championship match. And I really thought this would have this was going to be the Hardy's first loss since returning because usually you have the heel choose the stipulation to try to convince the audience that they have the advantage. Like, usually it's the people that choose the stipulation that lose. Kind of like when The Undertaker, you know, he always says, let's do a Buried Alive match. And then he always loses the Buried Alive match. Yeah. So that's where I I thought the Hardys were finally going to lose. This is where it's like they're winning too much. Like, you have to make them look vulnerable at some point. Well, do you you think the Hardys screwed up because they did not pick a ladder match? Okay, well, again, that's not really... Again, it makes no sense that they chose a steel cage match. I right, thought, that seems like it benefits Sheamus and Cesaro. I thought Sheamus, exactly, that's the whole point. I thought Sheamus was going to win and then say, let's do a steel cage match. But no, the Hardys won, and then Hardy said, let's do a steel cage match. Right. Which doesn't really fit their characters, but okay. I just don't, they're afraid to give the Hardys a loss on TV. It's like he's Roman Reigns or so. I don't like the Hardys are Roman Reigns. Well, they can't lose until the revival come back. That's, that's lose, clear. They can lose singles matches. Yeah, they can't even lose those. No, but you can have them look, <laughs> lose singles matches to make them look vulnerable. Yeah. And then beat Sheamus and Cesaro for a third time at the next at Extreme <laughs> Rules. Uh, oh, that's because there's no other tag teams on Raw. Uh, next up, we have Austin Aries versus Tony Nese with Neville watching ringside. In a rolly chair. I mean, just have him standing up at ringside. Like I get it. The commentary table is not there anymore. So he's just sitting in a wheel, wheelie chair. But okay. He but probably it, made JoJo stand up. What an asshole. That must be it. Yeah. Aries gets the win after making Nice tap out to the last chancery. And then Neville beats up Tony Nice after the match because he failed him. You failed the king of the cruiserweights. So I must murder you now. But okay, that's that's fine. We horrible accent. Horrible Neville's. Yeah, yours. <laughs> horrible, horrible. Okay. So uh, then we have the main event for Raw: Bray Wyatt and Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Um, this was very interesting because Bray comes out first, then they play Rollins' music next, right? <laughs> but he doesn't come out because Samoa Joe has to come out first. <laughs> it was just a technical error that they made, but it was kind of funny. But it was funny because in the background, once they finally got Samoa Joe's music to play, Rollins' stuff was still playing in the background. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Apparently, too, I don't know if you guys saw this, that when Rollins' stuff did play, like the the center video board was Hulk, Hulk Hogan's like video board. <laughs> was it really? I didn't even realize That's that. That's amazing. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm not sure, go back a moment. I'm not sure if it was this week or the previous week. I have it right here. Hold on. I don't know if I have like all of it where the. <laughs> See, it's still Rollins in the background. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. But I, I feel well, like because it, it's yeah, like the last couple months they've had a lot of technical errors that they usually don't have. True. Or at least not that Mike obvious. Errors where it's, and that stuff was like blatantly that. obvious. And then yeah. Corey Graves tried to pass it off as Bray Wyatt doing his mind game. <laughs> <laughs> what could that possibly get? Rollins like, fuck, I'm late for the match! Oh, son of a bitch, Bray! Damn it! That fucker Wyatt! The weird I thing. thought I was supposed to come out 30 seconds earlier than when I was actually going to come out. 
Oh, that's great. That's I like so how funny. I like how people like just don't get understand the fact that they all are in one room waiting to come out right at the exactly. same time. <laughs> yeah. they They're all standing at gorilla. <laughs> just well, that's the other thing is, and this was obviously a blatant mistake that anyone watching noticed. Like you can't pass it off, but a lot of times WWE will have a minor mistake that. 99% of the people watching are not noticing it and then they'll just call they'll just uh, they'll just announce it like like here's our mistake we fucked up it, just move on let it go that's like the number one rule if you're an anchor or anything like if you flub a line just keep on you going keep going you don't acknowledge that you fucked up yeah. cuz most likely most people are not going to know that no like 2 weeks ago when foxy lost but she had her arm, her, her shoulder up. Out like, of her oh box. no, she actually kicked out. Yeah, they made a, they turned a story, they, they made a storyline after Alicia Fox botching. Yeah, just, just yeah. roll with the flow. Right. Uh, so we also see Kurt Angle watching the match backstage with uh, basically his back facing the TV and him turning his neck so he could kind of see the television. I, I brought this up earlier, but I. It's. I understand why they do it. It's so that you know. It's you're you're facing the 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 camera. Yeah. But like when you really think about it, he's watching the match like this, and that's just. I do mean, you think he already has a broken freaking neck? That can't be good. for Well, him. exactly. Since he broke his freaking neck, do you think that that's the only way he can watch TV? That's it. Yeah. He he's always like this. No, I don't know. Uh, so at the end of the match, Roman attempts a Superman punch, but Joe moves out of the way and he knocks Seth over. Bray then pulls Roman out of the ring, and Joe gets the win after causing Seth to pass out too. The Coquina clutch. clutch. And of course, back in the day, back before you watched wrestling, you used 13 to minutes to, ago? Huh? Yeah. 17 now. You used to have to either tap out yeah. or the ref would raise your arm three times, and the third time it would fall, and the match is over. They just do it once now. But now, no, they don't do it at all. They don't no, raise I, their arms. No, I saw him pick up his arm once. <laughs> no, and... no, no, no. No, he did not. When did I see that? Because they wanted to look like MMA. They, they've, they've done it recently, but I, 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 I must have they don't do it, it very often, but what Josh is saying has happened recently, enough that I remember it, but they've again, they've only do, do it once. But it used to be one of those things that you raise them once, raise yeah. it twice. Raised it the third yeah. time. Oh, if it drops the third time, he's going to lose. Right. And then, oh, here he comes. The well, that was, and that was Ted DiBiase's sleeper hole finisher. And then when he would win the matches, they would do the third time. It would drop. But um, but now they want it to end fast. They, they want it to look like MMA. I mean, that's the whole point here. Or to just make Rollins look stronger. Like, well, he's not tapping. He just passed out. He... He has nothing, you know what I mean? It, it saves the face. He's like Stone Cold. He's now more a lot of a badass. Of day, now a lot of days' faces don't tap. A lot of them don't tap. Like, they'll just pass out from the, like, it started with, like, Cena and Undertaker, but then it just turned into, like, half of the roster doesn't tap out. And <clears> when they, they do tap weak. out, it looks incredibly silly. Ah, ah, get me out of this fucking hole. I guess, yeah. yeah. How, Josh? <laughs> it hurts so much. Wow. I can't breathe. That's what you're missing if you're not watching the video recap. I'll tell you that much. I did um, it just for you. So then after the match, uh, Finn Balor tells Kurt Angle, who's still watching the television like a lunatic fringe. Uh, Balor also watches the TV the same way. And uh, Balor tells Kurt that he wants in on the fun. So uh, Kurt makes a couple of matches. Joe versus Bray Wyatt in a triple threat. How does that sound? 
sounds like music to my ears. Except for the fact that you got my name wrong. These two will be in the main event, or I should say, one of the main events next week as well. It's going to be Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Damn, I'm a great GM. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. <laughs> Can't wait to see that Finn Balor match. It's gonna be great. I wish they would have. have I wish they would have a jobber come out named Finn ba- Balor. Balor. Sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> so that's the end of Raw. Uh, um, these are just the simple dreams I have, Alex. Simple you know, dreams. Again, no, nothing really special about Raw here. It was kind of like an average, like nothing really happened show. It, there wasn't like a lot of like, oh my god, what the hell are they doing? But there also really wasn't much to. There wasn't anything memorable about it, I'd say. So on to SmackDown. We start with a police escort for Jinder Mahal because I guess without it, he'd be murdered in the streets by by all the uh, Americans who hate him because he's he's Punjabi. Or, um, and again, the Singh brothers get a rug for Mahal to stand on. They did this at Backlash as well. And they clean it. They clean the rug, but... They're stepping all over it as they clean it. I mean, have some common <laughs> sense, guys. Right. Unless that's your gimmick that you're just complete morons, maybe. But they're they're stepping all over the rug as they're cleaning it. Well, well, Mike, like, come I, on. I didn't mind any of that. That was I thought that was unless they did it on purpose. They're just supposed to be morons. Well, they're supposed to be lackeys and, and not being able to necessarily do their job well. Right. But but also, what is the carpet there for? Just for him to stand and talk. I mean, well, for him to stand, get up, and then like look around. Right? Does he do that every time he gets out? Yeah. Just uh, whenever he's going to the grocery store, there's the Singh brothers well, rolled out and of it carpet. Stayed, and, it, and he got out of the limo, and it's not like the rug follows him. He just walks away, and then they pick up the rug and put it back. It'd be one thing if he like sat on the rug and they carried him, but <laughs> he gets out of the limo, puts the championship over his shoulder, and just stands there and laughs for like almost thirty seconds. It was way too long. Kind of like just, this. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't even being, he wasn't making any noise. It was just like, oh, let me turn off my mic. No, he didn't. <laughs> Stupid. Well, we could turn it off permanently. That's fine. Um, So, yeah, whatever. Uh, so then Shane O'Mac comes out with some announcements for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. First, he says Orton will have his rematch against Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship. Uh, then he's about to announce the participants for the Money in the Bank ladder match. But AJ Styles comes out. Followed by Baron Corbin, who's then followed by Sami Zayn. And, like, they come out so right after each other. Like, Sami Zayn's, like, right behind Baron Corbin. And like you said, they're like, eventually they all get in the ring. And they're just, like, they hate each other. They want to kill each other, but they're just they're just standing, waiting, like, letting each other talk. It just gets, it got ridiculous. So, I... <laughs> I kind of went into this in very Ziggler's out there as well. I, I hate I hated everything about this this segment. First of all, so Money in the Bank to me, at least since since 2011, which was the second year, was a pay per view. Which uh-huh. 2011 was the Punk yeah. winning winning the title. Uh, they used to have the two Money in the Bank briefcases at the time. Money in the Bank had ascended to a level where it was. Th- you could argue that it had surpassed Survivor Series in importance. Of course, by far, uh, and. In a lot of people's eyes, Bill Simmons, even said, it's like it's the fifth major at this yeah. point. So first of all, I'm very disappointed it's a SmackDown-only pay-per-view right, and exactly. not a both yeah, brand pay It totally be cross-brand. Um, but the Money in the Bank ladder match is almost as important to a lot of wrestling fans, not quite, as the Royal Rumble. It's the same type of significance as the right. Royal Rumble. Yeah. Because if you win the Royal Rumble, what happens? 
you have an automatic championship match at WrestleMania. What happens if you win Money in the Bank? Anytime, any place, you can cash in that briefcase for a shot at the WWE Championship. So, in, in most years, you would think that they'd put added importance to the people that how they got into the match. Right here, Shane McMahon comes out and says. We have a Money in the Bank ladder match, and here are the five guys that are in it. Right. So then Kevin Owens, who had come out right before, uh, was it Nakamura, I guess? He came yeah. out right before Nakamura. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you know, I won my match on, sun- on Sunday. Right. You know what? Good points, Kevin. You're in the match, too. Yeah. Like, apparently, all you need to do is bitch to Shane McMahon, and well, you can get in matches. And I think Shane knows. He's like, well, you know, there are. it's always seven people in this match, and I only announced five guys. It's, so. it's, it's, <laughs> as, it's as if Shane's character was literally, crap, I didn't I didn't work on the rundown for the show. Right. Uh, what do I got to do? Damn it, I got to announce the main event. Uh, uh, you five guys, come to the ring, come to the ring. Right. Like that, like that's the way it seemed. It seemed like there was no rhyme or reason to how these guys got chosen for this match because AJ Styles lost his match, but he was in it. Dolph Ziggler lost his match and he was in it. And Baron Corbin lost his match when he was in it. Right. Also, you've officially made that rest, the rest of that show unimportant yeah, exactly. because now yes. there's, because you already know on the opening segment of the show. Who are the people that are competing in the Money in the Bank ladder match? Right. You have four weeks of television before you get to yeah, that exactly. point. You could have easily had people qualify. You could have said, okay, the, these three guys that won their match, they're in. Right. The rest of you, you guys are going to have matches. They're not qualifying matches, but we're going to see how you perform tonight right. and see if you get get in. And then at the end of the show, we will announce who, who it is. Or you could have qualifying matches over the next two weeks and figure it out. Well, that's you could thing. have controversial finishes. You could do, you could do a lot. All they did was have Shane go out there and say, this is our main event. Oh, by the way, we're going to have a tag team match at the end of the show. That's the other issue that, and we talk about this a lot in the podcast, where a lot of times there's no number one contender match. It's if you want to if you want to be the number one contender for whatever title you want, you have to beat the champion to earn a shot at the champion again. It makes no sense. Like, well, that's an old, that's an old thing, but it's usually... You in the old. Well, no, it used to be like two. Like if it's two guys having a number, whoever wins is going to be the number contender. Right. Now it's like you no, have to beat the champion in order to face the champion. Well, but in the old days, in the old days, there would be. Well, first of all, back in the old days, you had draws. So uh, a lot of times you would have the champion and whoever the chal- a challenger was in a non-title match, and they'd get, go wrestle a time limit draw, and yeah. then you're like. Hey, this guy actually might deserve a, a, a title match, and then they put a match, and they, you know, they'd have a little feud. That's the Zabisco Regal feud I was telling you about earlier. That's how that that all started. It started off as just Re, uh, Zabisco wanted to kick Regal's ass, sure. and then it turned into a title feud. There also used to be times where they'd have them wrestle a match; it'd be for the title, or it would, or it wouldn't be for the title either way, and the match would end in count out or DQ. And then, okay, all of a sudden, okay, we're gonna have another match, and this one's gonna be at the pay per view, and this one's gonna be. For the title. But by then, you've already seen them fight three times or four times. or And then it's like, well, we've already seen this. That's why I like NXT yep, so much. Because exactly. you don't see them fight until it's pay-per-view time. Right. But until it's, all, it's takeover. They also have four of those, uh, you know, in the entire year. Five, if we're lucky, on some years. Sure. And it's an hour of television, so you don't have to put the guy on. The guy doesn't wrestle every single show. Yeah. So, But, like, Kevin Owens and Rollins, when they were fighting each other for the Universal title, they're fighting on Raw every week. Mm-hmm. Like, like when the 
for example, the Attitude Era when The Rock and Austin were feuding, they're not fighting on Raw every no, week. You're, and you're, they you're, were never fighting on Raw. If anything, right. they were they just don't, brawling. It's the, the idea is you don't want them touching before. They, exactly. It, it ruins all the fun. So yep. the problem with the way that they do things now is because everything is by this quarter hour, as much the way radio is. Right. And if if you can't, if you're not having your champions or the popular guys on the show for those quarter hour segments, all right. So if they're not going to have matches, okay, who is going to have matches? Because if we're going to have these, if we're going to fill in our three hour show with 25 minutes of Kurt Hawkins versus the Va- El Vagabundo, like people are going to watch the Cooking Network. So like, it's a kind of a different mindset where it was all of, it was all about the show. In the old days, because the show was going to be on no matter what, because yeah. they were selling their own advertising, and the advertising is how they made money, or the syndication is how they made money. But now they're they're getting advertisers, and they're at, the advertisers care what the quarter hour ratings are in particular demographics. So yeah. we are in a situation where TV has to be done a certain way to pay the bills, mm-hmm. and the story then suffers as a result. Sure. Yeah. Well, to Alex's point, that might be why NXT is. At least we think is a little bit better because they don't have to worry about shit like that. It's not. It's not about. It's. It, it's literally all about the story. That's well, all it's, NXT. And it's. It's very rare now that you watch Raw and it's like, wow, that was a great show. I mean, since we've done this podcast, maybe like four times, I've been like, wow, and usually that was a it's great not show. because the show is great beginning to end. It's because they have a great ending. Great. Well, usually, like to tell a story of the show, there's a great beginning, middle, and end. You know, and the Kevin Owens show with Chris Jericho, those were great. Were the, you know, that helped a big, big you, time. You, you know, we say that, right? And I and I've said that before. I was the best Raw we've seen in years, right? Like that's whenever there's one of those nights. Yeah. Like for example, the Braun Strowman thing from a few weeks ago. Right. That was fantastic and one yeah. of the best segments I've ever seen on right. ever seen on Raw. Yeah. Um, I, I remember the night that Punk wrestled uh, Cena uh, one night, and that was one of the best matches I've ever seen, period, let alone on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, and then dotted throughout that, like like the, 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 the Occupy Raw uh-huh. was one of the best Raws I've ever seen. Uh, the, the few weeks before when, when Dan, Brian left the, the Wyatt family and he was, that on the, was the greatest, one of the greatest endings. Yeah. It was, was one of the great. greatest endings, but it was also a very good raw from start to finish. Um, the, the money in the, ba- the, the, the CM Punk raw where he does the pipe bomb was a great raw. Like, but now it's almost impossible because you have three hours yeah. and you're filling a lot of it with cruiserweights that no one cares but, about. But, but what so I'm you're going my, to sleep. But to my, my point is that, we we remember Raws for specific moments. We don't remember Raws sure, from no. beginning to end. No. no, because like we remember the beer truck. Yes. I couldn't tell you what I couldn't tell you of what what episode like if that no. was a great episode of Raw. Of course not. I couldn't even tell you who was else was in the match other than I remember that Stone Cold came out in a beer truck. Of course, and the one where Kevin Owens won the Universal Title, you know, where, that we were at. I mean, the first two hours and 45 minutes of Raw were just horrible. It was a horrible show. But the ending was like one of the best endings to Raw ever. Right. When there's a... a, When there's someone winning their champion, the big big one for the first time on TV, Mick Foley, that's the best ending to Raw ever. I'll be honest. When when Reigns beat Sheamus on Raw... Oh, that's... Yeah, exactly. People pop for that because it it was a big title change. And it was so... but And it was... The way they built to that point with yeah. Reigns was great, and great people people actually cheered in Philly 
four reigns. So right. that was I, recently, I think, right? I think it was a about couple a, years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't too long. I was I was at the company when it when it happened. Um, but it was fa- I thought that was fantastic, and it's just one of those things where like we remember Raw for the moments. It's yeah. it's very doing a three hour show of television. It's hard. It's hard, and again, it's just really hard to 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 make every single moment of the show matter. But I don't think every moment of a show needs to matter in that particular way that he's like, yeah, that was a great episode of Raw. I think well, you just have to leave Raw content. That's the same thing with like a lot of TV shows, yeah. like Game of Thrones. We remember well, special moments, but we don't remember like everything that happened. As long as you're that, building to something. I, yeah. I, I think about it more of in sitcoms. Like sit, a lot of sitcoms right. have an overarching story for a season, right? Yeah. But there's a set ep- in a 22 episode you know season. There's some of those episodes that are built just for co- like just for that particular episode that they oh, don't yeah. it the story is not going anywhere the story well, and that's the, why the cable format and the HBO format's better because it's usually it's like 13 episodes or 10 episodes right. and it's more condensed and but, told better but but, it, but but along those lines the episode has to has to happen and the episode has to exist and you, you the yeah. the goal is to get to the pay-per-view but sometimes if there's an extra week in the, between pay-per-views like that hurts the product yeah. somebody's hurt and you can't get them on tv like that hurts the product like uh and sometimes some episodes are rewritten like an hour before the show and you only have these bullet points of where you know a show is going so again it's one of those things where it's not like it used to be where you only had one hour at the most oh, two yeah. hours of monday night raw right. and you were taping five episodes in advance and there weren't wasn't the internet ready there to spoil it for you yep you got you to change. I mean, you get, I mean, if you think about it, the way Impact does their tapings, the way, honestly, Imp, uh, uh, NXT does their taping, that's the way wrestling used to be done. Yeah. They tape them once a month. Right. At the most, twice a month. Yep. Yep, very true. Uh, so back to the opening of SmackDown. So they all get in the ring. You know, Nakamura comes out. Um, <clears throat> you know, yeah, Shane puts Owens in the match because he complains. Uh, then the worst possible thing that could happen happens. Um, they let Baron Corbin talk. And uh, he just tells Shane to just hand him the Money in the Bank briefcase right now. Now, Josh, who recently did that on Raw? Who recently said, we don't have to have the match, just make me the number one contender? Who did that recently? I don't remember. Roman Reigns? Oh, that's right. You know, the face? The heel. Yeah, that's what I told you. Like it's always the heel that says we don't have to have this match. Just give it to me because I deserve it. Well, that's what Baron Corbin says because he's the bad guy. Um, everyone takes turns on the mic about while they're while they will win, why they will win. Uh, Styles calls Kevin Owens WWE's version of Eric Cartman, which that was the best thing about this. I thought that was pretty good. Funny. Uh, Sami Zayn then starts to plead his case, but gets interrupted by Corbin, who is his own worst enemy. But you need to understand you are the Rudy of SmackDown Live. And there's a reason there was no sequel. It was some guy that made some play while the garbage players were in. And he's living off of it for the rest of his pathetic life. That makes you the garbage player, Corbin. That makes you (laughs) the garbage, like we all know you are. (laughs) Another guy that can't cut a promo or talk. Or act to save his life. I mean, really, Roman Reigns, I'll take Roman Reigns over Baron Corbin any day. It's wrestling. You have to be exciting. You have to be energetic. It's wrestling. 
You you were. So I'm the biggest Baron Corbin fan in the world. Really? Yeah. Because you were there he, around the same time, right? Because he's what they, what they've turned him into is I don't know. It's it's pathetic. Okay, well if it's not his like, fault, it's like, not his it, fault. It's, but it's pathetic because I, I I don't know what their plans are for him. But I have a problem when you have your supposed underdog wrestler in Sami Zayn. Oh Zane. yeah, the jobber of all jobbers. Go, winning by kicking him a couple of times. You're, yep. This monster guy who was yep. your Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner um, and was book built that way. And I thought that hurt him more than anything, that in fact you introduced him every single time as the Andre the... Like, when you put exactly. something too much emphasis on so, on something, like, in his introduction, like... That doesn't make me hate him anymore. It just makes me like annoyed with him. Plus, what does Golden even, Glove what does boxing. that even mean? That it, you're the Andre the Battle Memorial. You know that means nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there was something stipulated towards that, like you got right. something or a cash, even if you have had a fake cash prize exactly. for it, like it would mean more than no. The, you just get a trophy. You that, just get this trophy that can't, that apparently Corbin, has, like in theory, he has to take with him <laughs> right. on his motorcycle. <laughs> Fuck. I can't wait like, to lose this fucking thing. Like, here's the thing. Corbin rides a motorcycle. Have him ride to the ring in a fucking motorcycle. No, you can't do that because Undertaker did it. Undertaker did it when he wasn't the Undertaker. He exactly. did it when he was the big red, not the big red, but, <laughs> but big, no, oh, big evil. Was, when he was no, big evil. No, he was big red. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he, was. he was big red. He was a big redhead. I mean, like, there's so many ways that he he's, first of all, he's underrated on the microphone, um, but he gets handed, like, well, someone, the stuff he someone says is so wrote. Corny. It, someone oh, obviously know. wrote that. No, I know. And he can't deliver. The thing is, is I don't want my monsters talking. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. With Braun Strowman, give he's so Ellery. successful. Give him, ha- give him Heyman. Like, yeah. give it. Have Heyman do whatever he does with Brock on Raw. But give Heyman a reason to be on SmackDown oh, and put good. him with freaking Corbin. Yeah. Well, that's that's why Strowman, fi- they finally figured out what to do with Strowman. Strowman just comes out and he doesn't say, he just says, I want to kill Roman Reigns. And of course. And Strowman's amazing. Strowman's yeah. fantastic. Strowman's the best monster that they've made in wrestling in 30 years. In a long time. Because I can't, I can't think of another one. Because Giant Gonzalez was garbage. Garbage. You, you, you think of the the Yeti. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other guys they had. Great Kali. The Great Kali. <laughs> King, Kong goof. King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. King Kong might be all the way back to King Kong Bundy. Uh, yeah. Like to, to probably Andre. Like because he they they book him like when he turned the ambulance over. That was one of the coolest. Like you you know that's fake. Right. But you're like wait a minute but. I bet he could probably lift it enough to where it looked real. Well, it's fine when you when he does that. Like it looked cool. You could okay. You have to suspend disbelief somewhat. But then the next week he's struggling to pick up Big Show. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, maybe don't do that. Yeah. Like don't don't have him destroy Reigns. He looks like this total badass. And then he just has. Ah, the, but he was winded. He was in a match when that happened. He has the slowest <laughs> match of all time with the Big Show. I oh, still but the, like but, that match. Uh, he had a, he had him great. Not not the one where they broke the ring, which I thought it was un. un I knew that was the, obvious. I knew the ring was breaking four segments before. Yes. What? Of course. I didn't know that. Because you've never seen it before. They've uh, done I, it twice before. I, I popped. One, I, one, I one, was one, when there was no LED board on the on the on the apron yes. and there were no LED boards on the on the oh, ring that's post. Right, yeah. Right. And and the Reconst- and, we had to reconstruct the ring or, or refortify the ring. What about the rumble? You don't have to refortify the ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's an excellent point. But the well, ma- the match they had the match they had before WrestleMania. Where was the two? That was of them good too. 
was the best big man match I'd ever seen in my life. Because I finally saw show taking arm drags. I saw a big man do a drop kick and it, and brought. They were the ugliest arm drags you ever seen. Uh, but it was, and they I, did it a little too no, many times. I, plus, Strowman did a kip up. I, that was amazing. Strowman did a kip up. I I thought it was great because amazing. those guys don't get to wrestle. Those guys get to punch people right. and yeah. choke slam people. Mm-hmm. That and 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 do big slappy things like <laughs> like like Big Show when he slaps a dude's like chest. Uh, but that's all they get to do. When they find, when you put two big guys together who are actually athletic, because Show's lost a lot of weight and he's actually moving around pretty good, that was entertaining. Well, now he's dead. I'll, I'll, yeah, and I'll, <laughs> and to and to come full circle, I just wish that they would handle Corbin a little bit better because a a lot better. He's a, he's a he's a, a former Golden Gloves guy. Like his punches, oh. actually look real. Because they, you know why? Because they are real, and because he's a little. That's snug. the other thing they remind us every week is he's a Golden Gloves winner. A double major in psychology and sociology. Um, what else? He's the most metal person ever. Oh, the most metal athlete <laughs> award winner. And, well, and, and he's a former NFL athlete. And he's uh, a yes. former horrible NFL player. Like, well, well, my good. question to you, Don't Alex. Don't bring that up. So Don't bring the, up the fact that he was so a was terrib- the rock. So but yeah, they didn't bring that up. They, they don't brought, bring they that shit up. up. They brought it up. They yeah, in the beginning. My, my question to you, Alex, since you're since you're a big Corbin fan, is how close is Corbin? On SmackDown to what he was in NXT because me and Andrew never really saw him in NXT. He's not close at all. Like, a, okay. like, like the lone wolf thing. And look, people people legit hated Corbin, and the, he had some he had some pretty good feuds down in NXT. And I thought he was a legitimate guy. Like first of all, Taker loves him. Like Taker Taker has really taken to him. No pun and, intended. And one, yeah, no pun intended. And and really wants to see him do well. And I think it offers him advice at times. Um, but I think they're trying to figure out like how, where he fits overall character wise. And you're right. He's not the best talker. He's if they gave him more, if they gave him a better feud, I think he'd, he'd work. He'd work better. I don't think this whole Sami Zayn thing and losing the Sami is good for him. Yeah. Uh, I did like the. I did like the fact that I know we'll get to this later on, that he beat the crap out of him after. Yeah. But he loses the match. He so, has to at that point. So, well, to your, to your point, he hasn't really had good feuds because he's had Kalisto, Sami Zayn. small guys. Yeah, I mean, he's never really had so, a marquee never, guy. But he's never dominated any of these guys. No. And that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. He struggled with Kalisto. If you're going to be a you. giant, which he is because he's a legit 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and he's one of the tallest guys in the company, and he has a really tough look. His entrance is badass. Like... Make him look like a star, and they don't make him look like a star. Period. I'll, I'll agree. I'll that's agree with that assessment. That, that's a lot of people that come up from NXT. I mean, again, Rollins was Rollins was one of the best heel champions in a long time when he was the heel champion, and they don't even make Rollins a star. I mean, so it just it doesn't. It I doesn't think Rollins. I think Rollins is a star. I think him. No, getting, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not booking him as one. I mean, he wrestled Hunter at WrestleMania, so I I, I can't I can't make that claim when he's he's. Handpicked by Hunter I'll, to be I'll his agree opponent. there, yeah. but since WrestleMania, I mean, oh yeah, just, but I mean, but, ebbs and flows, and right now the champ, right now the champion is on a beach somewhere. So, like, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, so Dolph then says he's the only one here who's actually won the briefcase before, so he's going to do it again. Except everyone knows he's not. Uh, finally, Nakamura introduces himself to all of them, but then says, "You can call me Mister Money in the Bank." So Shane then makes a couple of matches. The first one will be Sami Zayn 
versus Baron Corbin for the 100th time. It's all about that superstar shakeup. Uh, the main event, however, will be Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler versus AJ Styles and Nakamura. At that point, I was like, all right, Styles and Nakamura as a tag team, I'm in. That no. sounds cool because Be- obviously we've never seen that before. Before we move on, we have to read how the WWE recaps this segment. It, just as long as it's <laughs> it, not too long. It's not too long. Um, so or long. So so they're listing listing the people that came out. Uh, Shane, uh, you know, calls on AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Nakamura, Kevin Owens, and then it says added to the match by Shane McMahon after petitioning or running his mouth, depending on how you want to view it. However, that announcement... (laughs) Yes. It's always bad. However, that announcement was only the beginning as tensions immediately rose between all six combatants with disrespect soaring through the air. Why are they writing... Just like the superstars will be in Money in the Bank ladder match Why do they write poetry on the website? (laughs) Josh, Josh... Take this however you want, but I'd recommend you for a job at WWE.com. That's the only job I'd recommend you for writing. Do, do they do they make the I interns write this? I mean, why are they writing poetry to recap? I, I just don't. We I don't want to get into all that because then we'd get. Well, Joey Styles isn't running WWE.com anymore, so maybe that has a lot to do with it. Mm. Uh, so next up, we have Natalia and Carmella versus Charlotte and Becky Lynch, with everyone else at ringside, of course. Uh, we go you to mean commercial. the entire women's roster of SmackDown? Yeah, yeah they all, were all six, they, all six they were of all them. there. Sans yeah. Lana. All six of them, seven if you include Ellsworth, which we do. Uh, we <laughs> go to commercial a just a couple of minutes into the match, but they do the split screen with 30% of the screen being SmackDown. That one was pointless. The rest is, you know, commercials, which I don't, I don't think they're retaining anyone. Like, oh, yeah, I'll stay because this horrible women's tag team match is on TV. Um <laughs> So in the end, Becky grabs Carmella. Ellsworth gets on the apron to try to help out. Naomi then gets on the apron and um, kicks Ellsworth, except she misses by a mile. And Ellsworth goes the opposite direction of the way of the direction that she kicked him. And he falls off the apron. Becky then makes Carmella tap out to the disarmor. Um, Moving on. Please. Uh, Sami Zayn beats Baron Corbin <laughs> in just 15 <laughs> seconds with a fruit roll-up. Uh, fruit roll-ups will be a huge, huge thing on this episode of SmackDown. Half the matches ended in fruit roll-ups. Uh, Baron Corbin then beats the shit out of Sami after the match, and Sami Zayn gets stretchered out of the arena. Because that's the only saving grace that Corbin has at this point, is to beat the crap out of him. Because apparently, he, apparently when, when the bell is not rung, he can beat the hell out of anybody. But when it, the, when, it, right. be, when it becomes an official match, it's like he's a, he, he'd, be a good, uh, he'd be a good playground basketball player, but if he actually played in an organized game, like he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd for, all of a sudden forget how to play. Like right. That's what happens with Baron Corbin. When the, when the bell rings, it's, he forgets how to wrestle and beat people up. But when the bell's not rung, he can beat anybody up. Uh, that's, that's his gimmick. Exactly. That is his gimmick, yeah. Uh, so then backstage, Styles welcomes Nakamura to SmackDown, but tells him to follow his lead because SmackDown is his house. Nakamura says, yeah, tonight we're a team, but once I win at Money in the Bank, I'm turning your house into my playground. Uh, then we get another episode of The Fashion Files. Why do they Files? have to have Nakamura talk? Why, why do they no, have I, to have Nakamura talk? Yeah, I agree. Like, here's the thing. Like, he barely yeah, talked first, in NXT. First of all, he can talk. But wait, people pay. Make people wait for it. Like, 
I, I just don't understand. Like his his range of his English is limited. It's, yeah. He speaks really good English, but in terms of turning that into the way creative works in terms of script writing, it's very difficult to to utilize. Yeah, that, you make that. it minimal. It needs to be small. Sen- impactful sentences, and that's like, what they do like with Oscar. For, for seven years, all the Undertaker ever said was "rest in for peace." A long time before he, he he didn't say anything other than that. They waited till he got good at promos to let him cut promos. Now you cut a promo, no matter how much you suck, no matter how many cue cards Ryback needs backstage. <laughs> Ellsworth cuts promos. Yeah, Ellsworth does cut promos sometimes. It's bad. That just but no, shows they it. do Oscar right like, in NXT. I like Ellsworth. Oscar rarely talks in NXT, but when she does, it's it's a big deal. Yeah, but her English is really bad. It is, but she looks cute when she says it. So yeah. Is care. this interview over? What? Exactly. Oh, is this interview over? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, you don't do a good Oscar. <laughs> I don't. No, you don't. Uh, so then we have another episode of the Fashion Files because uh, love, we haven't love, seen love, this love, enough. Love, 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 love. Of course you do. Um, you like these two, right, Alex? You don't like these guys? It's just <gasps> too much. So I had a problem at, at first with the match that they had at Backlash. <gasps> and the reason I had because I don't. Well, I was laughing. And I don't I, like I, comedy matches when they're for titles. That's what I said to Josh. I said, this is for the titles. And they're not taking it seriously. So I flip flopped during the match. When The moment I. The moment is not. This isn't when I flip flop, but the moment I said this is like. Oh crap! They're doing a house show match because when they're doing that roll from one side of the ring to the yeah. other, Santino used to do this shit all the time right. in house shows. It's hilarious. It's so much fun if we're at a live hilarious. event. Um, but it it has no to me ninety nine times out of hundred has no place on a TV broadcast of a wrestling match. Yeah, because it look it's hokey wrestling stuff, and Vince hates hokey wrestling stuff. Um. So I'm almost surprised that they're allowed to do some of that stuff right. in matches that they're in. But then when they let them wrestle at the tail end of that match on the pay-per-view, it was great stuff. And he's so ridiculously entertaining, Breeze, and Fandango too, yeah, but like mostly Fandango Breeze. more. <laughs> um, that it just works and it turned me and I was like, okay, this is entertaining. I can laugh at this. And look, you needed a break after the, the, the first match of the night or whatever match that they was before them. I mean, I get it. The Usos are just so boring and annoying that, I mean, they're better than the Usos, no doubt, obviously. Um, so Brizongo turned Shane's standing room only office into their office. And uh, Fandango and Breeze turning their badges and water guns because, you know, they couldn't defeat the Usos, so they feel bad. I like the water gun thing. That was funny. And then Fandango's like, it's loaded. Be careful. Again. um, How do you not like these guys? I like that. I'll admit that. No, one of the funniest things ever. Well, maybe not ever, but it was really funny. A long time ago, after um, Fandango, like, dumped Summer Rae on Twitter, and then he hooked up with, um, what's her name? Oh, I forget. He hooked up with one of the other divas who was Rosa Mendez. No, no, it wasn't her. Um, and uh, he smells her. He's doing an interview, and she's like, "Yes, she summertime is over, and I'm now with blah blah blah." Layla and then, was it Layla? Layla. Yeah. And then he smells. He Layla. smells her hair. He goes, "Ah, oh, she smells like cinnamon." Toast crunch. <laughs> that was really funny. Like, I love that. That shit was hilarious. Um. So. Uh, Shane then tells them that they could both have one-on-one matches with the Usos tonight, so they grab their badges back. So they're getting another opportunity, even though 
they lost their opportunity. I mean, if you lose a if you lose your title opportunity fair and square, you go to the end of the line, right? Well, not when you don't really have any other tag teams that could <laughs> right. put on a match right now, or at least a good one. Because all the oh, by the way, American Alpha, I guess, is uh, doing some world tour because they're not even on the show anymore. I don't understand. That's they were like the tag champs for like a month. Yeah, and they and they the Ascension are gone. There's very few well, tag the teams are left. There. They just they just uh, hide in the closet and scream at each other like that one segment, which was weird. Um, oh, that was a fashion file segment. That's right. Remember Tyler Breeze? Did you see that segment where they were like going on like a few weeks ago? They were like, oh no, probably not. They were doing some case. They hear a bunch of screaming in a closet, and Tyler Breeze assumes that a woman's being raped. He's like, oh, my God, get your hands off her. And they open the door, and it's just the ascension going, it's like, oh, my God, what the hell? What were they doing in there? Yeah. They were raping uh, Tyler Breeze thought that a woman was being raped, so that was interesting. So, yeah, uh, Breezango's going to get more opportunities. We'll see how that goes. But before that... We have Jinder Mahal's WWE Championship celebration with with live Punjab musical performances, which GBL called awesome. Uh, the actually, entire ring is also decorated. I actually thought this was amazing, too. They really don't ever do this, though, for anyone else. It was like, so oh, cool. They did it for Del Rio. They've done it for JBL. They've done, anytime I, it was I heel so the title, they always do some sort of championship celebration. Sure, sure, but not usually not like one based on the country that they're from. But I think that was part of his care. I mean, when Del Rio, when Del, I mean, when Del Rio won as a babyface, they had mariachis and and like like a fiesta when what? he won. I missed this. Okay, I yeah, oh, I have to go back but, and watch. Um, but like, also, most of the people that win are American, so that's probably why. Well, Hogan was the American flag all the way. That's definitely true. How come when she- I remember when Seamus's entrance used to have like pictures from his vacation that used to like come through? Yeah. I'm glad that they changed that. With I don't the know Main why Street Posse <laughs> yeah. hanging out with him. <laughs> He's basically like Mojo and Gronk. Uh, so uh, Mahal says the entire country of India is celebrating his championship victory. Although I've gotten plenty of messages from people in India that are not um, that excited about not celebrating Mahal. in the streets. <laughs> he's well, also he's also from Canada, and he's from Canada. That's not. Oh, that. that's why the I think the Canadian Prime Minister was uh, thanking or wishing no, General. I think, Mahal I think it was like, like a, I think it was the local the province of 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 Alberta had a thing. Oh, okay, that's what. It because I saw a big message on Twitter like Canada thanking Jinder Mahal. Yeah. For anyway, so he, his 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 Wikipedia entry is uh, his Raj Singh Desi, which is his real name, an Indi- Indo-Canadian professional wrestler. Yeah, Indo-Canadian. Right. That's pretty rare. Uh, so Mahal cuts a promo in Punjabi, poses on the turnbuckle, and then a shit ton of fireworks go off. A lot. Um. Why? Because this whole segment was just for the Because he's country the WWE of, champion. This was just yeah, for It's got to be special. Are you not going to play the uh, Punjab uh, celebration? On, uh, the Hindi, I'm sorry, the Hindi commentary? The audio is very low. I, I, I'd have to fix it later. I, Those I, guys were hyped as shit. They were hyped. India, number one. India, number one. <laughs> so, they were um, saying in English, too. Yeah. They, they speak English. <laughs> 
India, Josh, because there's certain words that aren't that aren't in India. No, I'm sure they have a translation for one in India. Yes, but the phrase the phrase is, number though. one probably it does not necessarily translate. Right. Um, but this is how the segment ends with just fireworks celebration. Usually, when a heel wins, he gets interrupted by someone. But Randy Orton uh, took the night off, as we all know. It was punishment for almost killing one of the Singh but brothers. So my my biggest thing is. That was the Singh brothers' fault, by the way. I don't care what Twitter says. What's what? the Singh bro- when he he flipped the? It's one of the Singh. I forget which one because they're. Oh, of course, the- yeah, they do. Yeah, that was his fault. Of course. How, how Randy's the one that flips them? Do you, Josh? What? I've only been watching wrestling for thirteen, Josh, seventeen minutes. Josh, first of all, the guy the guy that's taking the move has to jump in that particular <laughs> maneuver, and he also has to hold on. Yeah. And he did neither. He did neither of those things correctly. He let himself go. Hey, fuck it. If he wants to, I mean, that was, it looked cooler than what it would have been. Yeah. So, but if you want to kill and yourself, actually, he probably. T- if you went back and watched it, there's an animated GIF of it. It, if Randy had actually suplexed him onto it, it would have been way worse, like physically, yeah. than what actually happened to him. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I did so, not know that. The issue I have. The people, there's a lot of people on, and again, this is just Twitter. India, no. But if you're not a fan of Jinder Mahal or you're not happy with him winning the title or being the champion, you're racist. And <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous because Jinder Mahal, there's really nothing special about his character. There never was. Um, Rusev fits this role perfectly. Rusev can cut a great promo, Rusev can have a great match. In fact, when he was the U.S. champion, he was like basically like, you know, the same thing, like, you know, screw America, you know. I'm, so I, I understand they're doing it to get. Wait, so, so you're, so you're again, you're, you don't like the fact that Jinder Mahal is the, the WWE champion. Okay, so my, my parents are from Brooklyn, grew up in Brooklyn. I've been to Brooklyn many times as a kid, grew up. You know the Brooklyn Brawler? Mm-hmm. Imagine him winning the WWE championship. It would be absurd, right? It would be absurd. Uh, I don't. I don't look at it that way. But yeah, sure. Because I, I get. I, I understand the point the you're thing. making. Continue. Jinder Mahal, when he when he first arrived, he or when he when he came back, uh, he came back with Heath Slater, and then Shane comes out and says, "You know what? Whoever wins this match gets a contract on Raw." Oh yeah, that's right. Jinder Mahal beats Heath Slater, so he gets a win his first night back. Then he proceeds to lose the rest of the matches too. Sami Zayn. A lot of them to Sami Zayn. The king of all jobbers. And Sami Zayn would always beat Jinder Mahal. So Jinder Mahal, since returning, has been a jobber. Then, one night on SmackDown, they say, all right, fatal five-way, number one contender for the WWE Championship. We're going to throw all the jobbers in this match, including Eric Rowan, Sami Zayn, Jinder Mahal. I think Mojo Rawley was in there. He's the most qualified. Mojo Raleigh, I think, is in that match, was the most qualified one. Maybe Ziggler is in it. But um, Jinder Mahal then wins the number one contender match after being a jobber for so long. If you want to fix it and build up his character, you, you have to win some matches. You have to establish that you can actually win some matches well, before he, becoming an immediate number one contender. He did. After being a jobber forever. After he became the number one contender, they did start to push yeah, him that way. he beat Sami Zayn a couple more well, times. Well, no, he, not only that, but he also beat AJ Styles. And uh, who else did he beat? He beat someone else that was pretty high up there. When did they, he beat AJ Styles? He beat AJ Styles on one of the roles. It was like a tag Raw. team. Uh, one of the SmackDowns. 
I, I remember. Yeah, I remember. They did push him. So here's here's how I feel about this, because I, I know the, the, the Twitter thing you're fighting, and I'm not going to take it to that extreme. But I, 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 I do ask people the questions like, okay, you know, there are some people that don't like Jinder Mahan. I saw a couple of tweets out there. Was he, he can't work in the ring, which is wrong. And B, like he can't talk on the mic, which is technically also wrong, but I'll get to that in a little bit. I said, well, you know who also couldn't wrestle one lick? The Ultimate Warrior. You know who right. couldn't talk a lick? The Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> but you know who had a great freaking body and uh, uh, something that they could push and sell? The Ultimate Warrior. I understand it's not a domestic thing you're pushing and selling, but they just opened up a new market in India and the way he's going to be received in that market will not be as the way he's received in America. You have to realize that WWE is global and not just domestic anymore. Yeah. Um, if you have a problem with, with Jinder Mahal, you should have had a problem with Ultimate Warrior winning. You should have a problem with Sheamus winning the WWE Championship. Hell, the well, first, I did. No, hell, <laughs> but the, again, it has hell, nothing the to do. The first time Hunter won the WWE Championship, you should have had but a problem But again, it has nothing that. to do with where they're from. So you, but, you have you have Orton and Mahal fighting for the WWE Championship, but then you have Styles and Kevin Owens fighting for the United States Championship. But, but here's the thing: the whole the whole whole point is that wrestling is fake. Wrestling's not real. Wrestling is whoever they want to put this prop on. Sure. The idea is well, he's not believable. Why? Ask yourself why is he not believable? Other th- without thinking about fake wins and losses. Why is he not believable? And if you and that's he's looked weak for the last again, six months, without thinking about fake wins and losses. I mean, that's like that's like uh, that's just like what's her name in Star Wars, who all you know all of a sudden can beat what's his face in uh, the Force oh, Awakens. Oh, here we go. She's don't, a Mary don't, Sue. Don't get don't, well, get don't get me started no, with that. Oh, <laughs> that, that's the whole point, though. I mean, she was. She's not a trained Jedi. Or, I get it. She has the Force. We all know that. But, like, she just picks up a lightsaber and knows how to fucking use it cause, just because she uses a fucking pole? Well, I, I agree with Alex uh, 100%. This is why the superstar shakeup happened. Because he was a jobber over on Raw. He can't win there. And SmackDown. Not, not, he was not a jobber on SmackDown. Yes, he so, was. But, so, so, the SmackDown draft was in July. So, Andrew, t- tell me, what, what's your biggest problem with the fact that Jinder Mahal is because he used to lose matches? Well, he's been booked as a jobber forever. But, and you, okay. It's I'm, not believable when at, you just at push what, at, like one po- at one point, Matt Hardy, as a 19-year-old, used to, was literally a jobber for WWE. Literally a jobber at one point. And used to lose matches every single week as the guy that was already in the ring raising his hands, losing to guys like Owen Hart and Bret Hart. Well, and I guarantee that, you his first win wasn't a number one contender I, match. I, 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 under, I understand that, but what I'm saying is is like wrestling is not real. I know, but we watch TV shows and get invested the same exact way. It would be absurd if you watched a TV show and this happened. Any other TV show. It would be absurd. If some weak person that was just... Super horrible, like if you're talking about Game of Thrones, who shows no skills that they can ever do anything, and all of a sudden they beat the biggest and baddest guy. It would be ridiculous well, on a e- TV show. Even and if, this is a TV show. Even if he was supposedly weak, he also added the 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 two Singh brothers, who also are now part of his yes. his stable and are helping him win. And he did need so. Their I help. mean, exactly. Not I'm, to mention, they made him look like a bitch the first ten minutes of that Orton match. He, they made him look like such a bitch. And that's what I told John. I was like, he's winning this match for sure. 
Because he's yeah. getting murdered in the first 10 minutes. He's winning this match for sure. So that's, I mean, that's a, a proper heel, right? Is supposed to win by dastardly of co- means. No, I, of course. And I, I have no problem you know, with, with how he with, won. With the interference. And so let's not pretend like he, somebody said he pinned Orton cleanly. And I'm like, no, no, no he didn't. He had two guys at ringside yeah. that were interfering in the match the entire time. Yeah. He did not win. That doesn't. That's not going to count clean, as a clean victory. No. Uh, yes, he pinned him, but that's that's not what means to win cleanly. Right. Um, so I, I, I didn't have any. I don't have any problem. I I, I like Jinder a lot. Same I, here. I think he's a he's a hardworking guy. I've had a chance to get to know him. Like when he wasn't under contract with WWE, I think I I actually ring announced one of his matches at NWA Houston at one, or uh, Lone Star Championship Wrestling at one point. Um, and like, he's a guy that's so talented, but in his first, I mean, this is a guy we're talking about to, to your point, lost to El Torito clean in the I ring. said that. I said that once he became number contender, I said, this man lost to El Torito. <laughs> so I, I understand, I understand, I understand, I understand your point, but at, at one point, all of these guys, I mean, with several obviously exceptions, like Hulk Hogan was never a jobber in WWE, and but Steve Steve Austin like couldn't get his feet off the ground in, in any of the companies he was in until they finally took off the ringmaster garb, and then all of a sudden he changes his name, he shaves his head, they changed all the, the way, he changed his name, changed his gimmick, everything. I get it. I think he changed. I think Jinder's changed his gimmick. He's been well. He's part- changed his body. <laughs> Well, he's I, changed his body, also, and he's added the Singh brothers. I, I also, well, I, just, I also think that's a bullshit thing to to to, to say about it, about him that he's on steroids. I think that's a. I, I've seen that on social media. I, well, no, I, that's a stupid criticism. It's a stupid criticism. I mean, it's it's wrestling. It's I mean, do you not yeah. watch? <laughs> come on, especially especially since come on. I mean, have you seen Hunter lately? Exactly. <laughs> They're all on steroids. At least the big buff ones. I don't. I, Even Rey Mysterio was on steroids, and what? I don't know why. But um, <clears throat> no, no. I just there are better. Again, this is he's generic foreign heel. Uh, you hate like it's I'm I'm foreign, so I'm the bad guy. And then the whole you hate me because I'm foreign, even though we're cheering Nakamura. But like Kevin Owens does a way better job since he won the U.S. title. The whole face of America, like I'm the face of America, but America sucks. That's amazing. Like you know Kevin Owens. Could do a like does a really good job on the mic, especially shitting on America. Rusev does <clears throat> a great job as well. I just think there's more deserving people like Rusev. Rusev could do this better than Jinder Mahal. I agree, but he was the one that was there. He's also sure. n- none of those guys are of Indian descent. Oh, okay, I I get it. You want to you want to get the Indian market, sure. which is what they did with Del Rio, and which is what the I mean, what they'll do again. It's a it's a prop. Del Rio had a cool had at least a cool gimmick. It, it, so eventually, it, Ting Bing will win. It, I mean, it's yeah. He was one day. Ho Ho Bing. They, they, oh, um, Ting Bing, the it, Chinese guy. They 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 signed. That's, oh. Yeah, that's with WWE. Um, it, again, if you can, if you if you take yourself out of uh, of the company and understand like wins and losses don't matter, etc., like that, and you can understand that. Characters change. Characters can be altered. Char- they evolve. Char- they evolve, and, and that's and that's what's going on here. But I don't have a problem with your point and your belief that this guy was a jobber. He's lost all these matches, and all of a sudden, within a three week span, he's all of a sudden good enough to beat Randy Orton for the world title. I get. I get that. I understand. 
But when I read on Twitter, it's like he sucks on the mic, which is wrong, and when he sucks, not, I, he su- he su- I know, I know you haven't. Yeah. And, but this, this is what this is what I'm referring to, and I think we when, all have an issue what, with Twitter. What, what, mo- what most of the what most of the people believe is reasons why <laughs> right. he shouldn't be the champion because he sucks. People think he sucks. First of all, they think he sucks because you've seen him lose matches. Like that's, that's the issue. reason. That's the reason why people think he sucks. Right. But that's not. You, you've convinced the audience that he. Sucks. But you, you've convinced the audience that he's not. He doesn't win matches. Win fake wrestling matches. In term, when I say he sucks, I like I say when I I like Enzo, and I think Enzo's entertaining, and I think Enzo's going to make a lot of money. He's a good WWE superstar. Uh-huh. But I also say I don't think he can wrestle in the sure. ring. I know Jinder can wrestle, uh-huh. and I know he's good on the mic, but he has to be put in an avenue. It's just like Heath Slater is good on the mic. Yeah, No one's going to say he's not good on the mic, but he's also been put in scenarios where he loses all the time. Uh-huh. But people still like and he's still time. entertaining. So, you, again, the world needs Coco Bewares. <clears throat> the world needs, you know, a Doink the Clowns. You, you're going to have to have these colorful other characters as well. In Jinder's case, they've... Again, there's a reason for it. We all know what the reason is. Mm-hmm. But to say, if you say he can't work or he can't talk on the mic, and you look at the rest of history and you and you feel don't feel that same way about other guys that either couldn't wrestle like Warrior or couldn't talk on the mic, then you have to ask yourself why you think that about gender specifically. And that's when I have problems. And I, I get it. They're 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 trying to get the Indian market. Having said that. Backlash was like half empty because there's no marquee match. There's Owen Styles in the mid card. Do we know that? Do we know it was half empty? Well, it was. I I read about that. That I mean, you could. There were seats in the front row. You could see that they were empty the whole night, which is very interesting in a lot of ways, more than one. But I won't get into that. Well, well, well. There are there are there are seats that are that are holds for the company that that they use for like. Putting, su- putting people, putting suffer. friends and family. The, the, the ticket sales did suffer a lot. I, I I thought the pay-per-view was fine. I didn't have any problems one way. I thought the finish was great. Yeah. I thought they got I thought they got the shots that they wanted, the shock and surprise. And it got social media talking for a good 48 hours about Jinder Mahal. And as a company that's a social company, that's that's all you ask for. It doesn't In the world of like, uh, you know. I mean, I, I'm sure it helped in India. It didn't help. Here it didn't help with TV ratings here. Uh, it, it did help here. It helped me win. Sure, the championship. But again, if James Ellsworth can fight for the WWE Championship, then anyone can. But he actually got That's more wins true. than Mahal before he got the championship opportunity. I, I still think you're wrong. <laughs> I, st- I still think you're wrong. And, and people that people that have been watching, I also think he's going to have the title for six months. I think he's going to have have it for well, a while I think too. He loses it at SummerSlam. Who does he wrestle at SummerSlam? I don't know. I just think he loses it by then. Maybe to Styles or something. I mean, it would well, be I nice mean, if Styles that, that, would beat him, like you know, at Money the Well, no, he's well, not I mean, the, that's another before SummerSlam. It's another reason why he had to win the belt so that another face could be the one that takes it off him. You couldn't for for Andrew. You you're can't no, have two faces wrestle each you, other. You'll know that's how. Not what I've said, dummy. I said two heels. Oh, okay. you, you'll know how long he'll have the title based on who wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. I think. I think you'll have a better idea if a if a heel win if a heel wins it, then Jinder's probably going to keep it into SummerSlam and may lose it. If a babyface wins it, I think I think Jinder will hold it through SummerSlam and eventually it'll get cashed in before the end of the winter. And I I think 
Also, if TV ratings plummet, I think then they could change. It oh, stop! Pretty fast. Well, well, we'll get to that later. All right. Uh, we get another. Smackdown Lana. ratings have been going up, though. You stole what I was going to say, Alex. Smackdown ratings have been going up, actually, slightly. Uh, it, 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 up is a, up, buddy. Up a, is up. It's always up after the one right after the pay per view. Now they've been up, up they've two been weeks up in a row. Last, they've been up for the last month. Mm-hmm. So going up, going up. Okay. It's really not as... And, Ra- and Raw's have been awful. Yeah, the, the Raw ratings... Raw's, Raw's also on Monday and SmackDown's also on Tuesday yeah. and there's nothing else on TV. Yeah. Uh, so we get another Lana is coming soon promo. <clears throat> Again, they're going to keep doing this just to keep giving us blue balls. Well, she is definitely the new Emelina. Yes. Right? For sure. Of course. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Jey Uso versus Tyler Breeze. The bell rings, Fandango shoots Jay in the back of the head with his squirt gun, which distracts Jay, and Tyler gets the fruit roll-up win. (laughs) Then we go to Jimmy Uso versus Fandango. Jay chases Tyler Breeze around the ring, which distracts Jimmy to allow Fandango to get the fruit roll-up win as well. After the match, Breezango challenged the Usos for a rematch at the tag titles. The Usos then tell the ref, all right, let's do it right now. The ref then gets on some headphones like uh, they're challenging a touchdown or something. (laughs) Um, The ref then tells the ring announcer that, okay, yeah, the match will happen. So I guess Shane approved it via headset. Um, However, the Usos once again retain their titles, to which at this point, I don't know what the point of it was. Didn't like 10 guys make it to the building? Or yeah, something? I think so. Because <laughs> you had all the all the women in the in the, uh, in, in the the tag match and the two women on the outside. You had three matches out of t- uh, four guys. Yeah. Gender didn't wrestle, but showed up at the top of the show and at the end of the show. And you wasted a whole opening segment with the guys that wrestled at the end of the show. Like that was it. That's and, all. And Brizango Bri got such a good reaction out of a like you know out of a. Um, a Chicago crowd that was, again, like we said, ticket sales didn't do well. They got a good reaction, so to have the rematch, <clears throat> I mean, again, to have a rematch went right after you lost fair and square, it would have been a great time to have them win it That's for at least maybe a couple of weeks, unless the New Day are coming back next Tuesday. Yeah, that, like, yeah. I, I'm I'm confused on why they didn't strike win. when the iron's hot. Yeah, but it, they they don't do that. This didn't really make much sense to me. Uh, I guess it didn't make much but, uh, sense okay, to all either. The, I, they're I, just the goofy guys. But what else are you I gonna don't do? Put the belts on them. Why not? Because they, they why, why, it's the same reason I didn't want to put belts on Goldust and our Truth. Uh, I wanted that. I what think. for? They're way more. They're hilarious. But, but again, they're a comedy act. That's all that ma- uh, That's all that I, I look at. It's so all that matters Santino to me. Santino Morella, but he was the champion. Of what? The IC champion, the U.S. champion. When when he was the Intercontinental champion, he was a serious deal. He won it in the first the night US of the company. The U.S. champion, he was a goofball. Yeah, but the U.S. champion meant nothing. <laughs> well. You, I mean, the tag team titles mean something? No, I don't no, I, no, I, I was, no, they don't. They yeah. really don't right now. I mean, I, I, I actually think they do. I mean, you had... You re... You restarted a, a title just for, with tournaments and all this stuff. I think they need to continue to mean something and need to be on legitimate tag teams. All the foreign tag teams are just thug versions of themselves, which is stupid and boring. The Shining Stars, now the Colognes, the Usos are now they're still the Usos, but they're, they're basically crime time. Like They're, dre- they're all dressed as crime time. <laughs> so there's, there's really no originality there. And I still don't know what day one-ish means. No one does. It's fine. Uh, so then we go backstage. 
Every woman superstar is pleading their case to Shane about getting a title shot against Naomi. So Shane makes another fatal five-way match. Uh, but this is a fatal five-way elimination match for next week with the winner. Which is what the all fatal contender. whatever ways should be. They oh, should for all, sure. They should all be elimination matches. Oh, I totally 100% agree. That's what also made the the universal fatal four-way elimination. That was an elimination match. That was yep. great. Uh, so then uh, main event, we got Styles and Nakamura versus Owens and Ziggler. It was definitely nice to see Owens and Nakamura fight each other. Uh, that was very good. Um, this was the only really match I enjoyed on SmackDown, and it ended with Nakamura getting the win on Owens after hitting the Kinshasa. And after the match, Shinsuke and AJ celebrate in the ring and then look up at the Money in the Bank briefcase mm. credits. They like it when you point. Yep. Mm. Or or just stare up, look at it. Interesting. Yeah. Like one of those two could win. Oh, yeah, you think, Josh? Maybe? Because <laughs> they're in the think. match. Yeah, we'll get I to think. that later. Uh, until then, let's give some awards for these uh, these shows, if we want to call them that. Uh, so who did you have for Worst Dressed? Uh, worst Dressed, I had, if I can see my notes, I had Tamina. I don't, Tamina? I, I don't understand her look or her gimmick. She's a... She's a mean Samoan? She's kind of like um, Nia Jax, you know? She's dressed the same way for four years. It's like, what, what is it? Does it like a leather different? jacket. But I've been seeing comments about the way Tamina's been dressing. I'm like, Tamina's looked exactly the same for four years. She might as well wear that Well, jacket. she just came back. That's why she won the award. She always comes back and does nothing. <laughs> Alex, who'd you have? Uh, for worse dress, yeah. it's still James Ellsworth. <laughs> yeah, uh, he gets that award a lot. <laughs> yeah, fair. Although, um, although you could you could make a case for uh, Tyler Breeze in the uh, in the old woman dress, right? Well, that was uh, did he do that for the? He did that for oh no, you're thinking backlash. backlash, right? He did it on, when he, he oh did yeah, on, he did on he did do it when he yeah, flashed backlash. them and the use was actually yeah, reacted as that if, was on backlash. As oh, if, so it's uh, got to be one of these two shows. Flashed <laughs> them, yeah. Um, I just I just said them earlier. The Usos dressed like crime time. Uh, best dressed. Uh, best dressed. I had. Fandango, I, I love that gimmick. I think What's he's the, hilarious. He's not. He wasn't dressed. He's as got the little different. cop uniform on. It's okay, so cool. He, so you, he's your so best cool. dress is a stripper cop. <laughs> okay. That makes a lot of sense. He's, he's awesome. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Charlotte. Uh, her robes are just been awesome. Every time she gets a new robe, they're, yeah. they're awesome. I like the one that she's got now. The, blue, the nice one. I had uh, Sasha Banks because she showed up with some new attire, like uh, kind of like white trunks. Yeah, yeah. And I like Sasha. Worst acting? Uh, worst acting, I had Alicia Fox. Uh, what did she? Oh, yeah, the backstage segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. I just don't. Well, I guess. It's like and more Nora and Dar. T- the, those, are, those guys are both horrible. Those guys? <laughs> Alex? Uh, let's go with. Um, the Brian Kendrick. The Brian, yeah, that's mine. I'll, I'll I'll agree with you there. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Best acting. Best acting. Kevin Owens. Right. I, I I love his promos and everything. Everything he does. Kevin Owens. Is Alexa great. Bliss. Always. She won this award every week from me. Well, yeah, she's good too. Yeah, she she won it last week for me. She's she's getting better and better every week. 
She's she's and she knows how to control the crowd. She's like, the best. She she's one of the top three superstars in the company, men or women. Charlotte yeah, gets really. Charlotte gets lost um, sometimes when the crowd yells at her. Like when the crowd does the mm-hmm. one chant, Charlotte will get lost. Yeah. But Alexa fucking takes it from them. And no. Yeah. Charlotte Charlotte is really good at getting real heat though. Of yeah. women, like I don't know if there's anybody as good at it, but Alexa, Alexa's facials and Alexa's word choice, like it, Alexa's be- a better promo if you're talking about the quality of the word yeah. choice. Charlotte's better at just naturally garnering heat yeah. from the crowd no. and saying just the right thing that'll get people to boo. Um, I had a uh, Bray Wyatt because he cut a good promo at the beginning. No, it actually, it was bad. <laughs> and I don't like Bray Wyatt anymore. Why? Because because I think they're all all the promos are the same. They sound exactly the same every week. You might as well look at the Undertaker and say rest in peace at the end of it. What's different <laughs> than Jinder Mahal's? You hate me because I'm from India and stuff. <laughs> Oh, I'm not, I thought this was at least a little different because he was talking about everyone else. Like they incorporated no something new. Lesnar. Stand up! I, I don't know. Yeah. Ever since House of Horrors, I've been uh, I've been Look, down on. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That we we blame that on. Um, uh, <laughs> don't blame that on Bray Wyatt. That's not creative. I do. <laughs> uh, worst comment. Uh, worst comment definitely has to be the Rudy of SmackDown. That's what I had. Yeah, you're the Rudy of SmackDown, <laughs> yes. and I'm the garbage that you beat. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. He, he didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, wor- Can't defend that one. <laughs> worst, worst line. I'm going to have to go with Kurt Angle saying Finn Baylor. Finn Baylor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. About, I'm excited about That's Finn good. Baylor. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, best comments? Uh, another SmackDown one, the Eric Carpenter yeah. SmackDown. For sure. That was great. That was uh, great. I don't, I don't have another one, so I, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. Oh, sweep it. That's sweep awesome. It. Worst match? Uh, worst match, the women's women's match on SmackDown. I thought that was pretty rough. I'm um, not. I've, I'm becoming less 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 and less interested in Becky Lynch the more I see her. Well, and she's not really doing anything. I, I in that that and her hairstyles and everything. None of them on SmackDown are really she, doing anything. But when the she, titles not even being like they're not even yeah they're not defending the title either but like when she first came up from from NXT I thought she was like hot as shit I mean not in in both terms like she was uh, honestly very attractive and I thought she was like a really great wrestler but now I'm just I've become bored with her right. the more I see her I don't I don't know yeah, you're sexist <laughs> so sexist misogynistic um I actually had women's match as well but I had Sasha and Elisa just because the third yeah. time three weeks in a row. And Sasha deserves to be in an actual feud, not just like we are not using you for anything. So you could be on 205 Live. Yeah. Uh, let's go with any of the fruit roll-up matches. In that well, that's a lot of fruit roll-ups. Uh, super slow-mo. I actually had the women's tag team match for the super slow-mo match. So. Uh, super slow-mo. Wait, wait, what is it? What is, wait, what does super slow-mo match mean? It could mean a lot of things. <laughs> like Ryback used to win it every week because he's Ryback. And like, uh, if Big Show would have a match, like you know, or just about, like, yeah, usually just like it either just bores you to death, or it's just literally just the match is taking forever. Obviously, that you could double down on that. Okay. So. Uh, the the slow mo match I had was um, uh, just where I just passed over it. Where was, oh, Kalisto and uh, and um, Apollo Cruz. Okay. That was it, it. Did nothing for me. 
You should call this the DVR fast forward match. That's, that's a good true. one. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Fortunately, I can't DVR that, but yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll go with the SmackDown. Okay. okay. And that was the only one that I, that I really enjoyed Becky Lynch, and I think they're not using her well. I, yes, I agree. Same <laughs> here, of course. Now, Natalia and Jamina, on the other hand, I could care less. There needs to be one women's title, first of all. So my my idea, I know we're not doing a preview show, is that they make it an intra-promotional, because apparently there's a plan out there that, that Ryan Satin had this, that they're going to do for the first time ever a women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Right. I heard, heard about that too. And yeah. if they do that, I think it should be intra-promotional. And I would of lo- course. And, and I would love to see Alexa come out and say, hey, you know what? I want, because let, let's say she retains at yeah. Extreme Rules. Let's. I, I want to be the first. Person. I want to be the first person to hold them both. So I'm going to enter the SmackDown. You the- almost have to if you want it to be a good match. Because on SmackDown, you only really have Charlotte and Becky that could pull that match off to where it's good. Right. Because Natalia, Tamina, Carmella, maybe kind of. Um, but yeah, you need you kind of need to combine because then you could have Alexa and Sasha. Like you need all of them. Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. There you go. Is she extreme enough? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, what did you have for best match? Uh, best match, I had, um, it was, uh, shit. The main event for SmackDown? The main event for Raw. I, I really liked uh, oh. Wyatt and Joe Rollins. And... I had the main event for SmackDown. I thought both main events on both shows were, were pretty good. Yeah. They, they were decent. Uh-huh. Let's go with the main on SmackDown. Yeah. It was Nakamura's first TV Bruce match, right? And I, and yeah. like, I'm not, again, I'm all for saving. They didn't like, give him his intro, though. No, did they give him his intro? No. Yeah, no, they didn't. They, we came back for commercial and, and they were both already in the but ring. He ha- but he got he did one yeah. at the top of the show. Yeah, that's why they didn't do it. Okay, nice. it's kind of hard to do that. They'd be like Bobby Roode coming out to Glorious t- twice, like it's you know what I mean. If only he could. <laughs> okay. Again, you can't you, when it's that great. You can't just you know ruin it, like yeah. keep overdoing it. I don't like him wrestling on TV, by the way. Nakamura. Yeah, same here. No, same here. I, I I think they should do that more often. But again, like you said, they have to fill, they have to you know fill the quarter hours and stuff like that. So, uh, worst move. Worst move. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go deep. Not just like a move, per se, but it like be a dancing move. It has been a dancing move. Before. No, uh, the worst move was uh, was Neville giving the rings of Saturn to uh, Tony Nese. It was totally uncalled for. <laughs> Totally uncalled for. Okay, yeah. This is the best move here? Worst. No, worst. Worst move. I had, uh, just to give you some, like, I had Naomi's kick to Ellsworth just because it was, like, she missed by a mile and Ellsworth went the other way. <laughs> like, it was just bad yeah. on all parts. Um, since I didn't watch the matches kind of in, really intently, I'll be going to go with the first roll-up. John <laughs> SmackDown. <laughs> Which roll up? All right. Uh, worst move? No, best. Oh, I'm sorry. Best, best move. Best move. Uh, this is also kind of metaphorical and deep. It's going to be Dean Ambrose uh, being DQ'd. Um, okay, so your best yeah. move is Miz's double axe handle. Yeah, too. That's mine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, See, mine. See we're, we're both going deep there. Best move, because that was smart. Uh, I'll go with the, um, the Finn, ba- Finn Baylor's um, <laughs> coup de gras. Right. See, he's allowed to do top of Worst moment? I know, it's a lot Worst to choose moment. from. 
Worst moment. For me, it's the opening of SmackDown with the with the just throwing the freaking money in the bank that's, main event together, like rando. <laughs> that's rough too. I, I'm not a fan of anytime James Ellsworth opens his mouth. Right. So that was my worst move. I'll, James Ellsworth, Mike I'll Skills moment. moment. I think he's so perfect in his role. He was really? when he was hot. He was like when he first, you know, they did the whole championship. WWE With championship Dean, angle. that was that, great. That was when it was good. But, but now he now as this. Yeah, I, I think he's better now than when, when he was doing that stuff. Do you think the he's whole duh, doing everything that? is duh? Yeah. You think he's doing this with? Uh, <laughs> Did you see that? I love that. <laughs> with Booker T. Yeah, Booker. Hey, uh, he's a oh, 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 motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look at me. Hey, you right here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ellsworth, I want you to go up to Carmella and say, "Hey, Carmella, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Mella." That's, what they mean. That's awful. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> uh, Where were we? What did I say? <laughs> yes, because I, because I because I believe I believe in managers and I believe in having va- valets or managers at ringside. Oh, no and, doubt. And he, he, in a world where we don't have that anymore, and he has that, and I think he plays the role well. He's he's just as good as Harvey Whippleman in his role back in the day for what he does for Carmella. Okay. He gets he gets heat for Carmella because she can't get her own. That's true. Well, that's very true there. <laughs> um, Remember, I don't look at it from fan lens. I look at it from like from a creative kind of aspect. It's, I've transitioned the way I kind of look at things. So I that's why why I look I like him as opposed to because I like Carmella the person and the wrestler, but she hasn't shown the ability to 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 get a, elicit a response. Yeah, yeah, she kind of needs to true. change her voice. Her voice could be really—it's a, a little high pitched, and it's very—it's it's just tough to listen to. It's just sensitive to my ears. That's yeah. the yeah. issue here. Yeah. Um, I had just had the Apollo Cruz Kalisto segment. It was just like, and also like Josh said, Kalisto looks like Mini Shredder now. So yeah, he just looks ridiculous. Oh, I, oh <laughs> go ahead. You love Mini Shredder. No, I, I like Mini Shredder. <laughs> It's way more interesting than like him walking out there and doing the stupid lucha. Well, thing. his lucha, but he but still it, does well, that. His song, his song went from lucha, lucha to lucha, lucha. Like it's just they barely changed it. It was like when Zack Ryder was like, "Hey, I got a new theme song," and it went from woo 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 to woo woo woo. Like it barely changed. But, all right, uh, best moments. Um. I just got excited when Shane announced that Styles and Nakamura would tag. Even though I again I would much prefer to save Nakamura for pay-per-views. That was your best moment? And what was I mean what else was so great? I mean what else was you're going to hate it but I, I really really like the Punjabi celebration. Okay. I, I, that's that's what I'm going to go with. Did, wait, did Alexa did Alexa hit uh, Mickey James with the kendo stick? Yes. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I, I'm just I, Mickey I, James though. After, I love Alexa. I love Alexa Bliss, but I love Mickey James more. Like historically, love Mickey James. Well, and just those she's two not in that the, old. Those, no, but when she wrestled, I was still in college. Oh, you know? um, and she had that great match at WrestleMania with like Trish, uh, Trish and Mickey that, James, except for the Botchamania ending. Well, <laughs> but they, they had they had the they could arguably other than the the Edge and 
uh, McFoley match at that WrestleMania. They arguably had the best match of the night yeah. in that particular WrestleMania. And, and you were in college, and she was pretending to be a lesbian, so it just it all connects. It all works, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, after Alexa, she's the second best woman on the mic. And, but Mickey? She, yeah. Yeah, she never talks, though. But when she first came back and she was, like, yelling at Becky Lynch on his SmackDown a few months ago, she was like, why don't you get in this ring and I'll give you something to cry about. Like, it was just, she did, she did it very well. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that was my, yeah. What was yours? Mine was the Punjabi oh, celebration. Okay. Right, so that was that was up there for me. I thought that, I was, thought really, that was great. Very well done. Yeah, it's so colorful. And, and, I, I, and I didn't so think it things. was historically... I, I didn't think it was culturally insensitive either. No, I don't think it. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Which they've done in the past. Like, I thought Del Rio's where they've had the mariachis and they've had right. the, either the piñatas in the ring and things like that. Like, sometimes they over Cinco de Mayo eyes or Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> well, I've always wondered. It's always <laughs> funny with um, WWE because the Shining Stars come out and their whole gimmick is that they just want you to visit Puerto Rico. But we're supposed to hate them for that? They're just saying, come visit our beautiful yeah. country. And we're supposed to be like, fuck you. But then when the Bollywood boys were faces on NXT, they were faces. And they're doing their Punjabi dances. And they're like, hey. And they cut a promo once where they were talking about how great India was. But they were faces. So why are we supposed to hate Puerto Rico especially since, but love India? Especially since, get this. I know a lot of people on the, uh, on the right side of the aisle yeah. don't understand this. Puerto Rico is part of America. <laughs> that's my that's my whole thing. I'm like, why are we supposed to hate Puerto Rico? It's the cheapest Caribbean vacation you could have of all the Caribbean destinations. Right. I never thought about that. Again, yeah. like like Eric Hamilton said. Because uh, you don't need a passport to get there. Yeah. Smart. Like that's Eric right. Hamilton says, Puerto Rico, come for the beaches and stay for, for the, the beaches. beaches. <laughs> Very might, true. It might have been Eric's greatest line ever on the show. <laughs> um, all right, so that's all for awards. Let's get to some breaking news here. Uh, so CM Punk has been offered $1 million to wrestle again. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, well, the guy that runs the promotion's all in on it. The problem is CM Punk is not. Uh, David Inkles with Five Star Wrestling says, We've been trying to con- uh, contact CM Punk on and off for over a year now. We want to offer Punk $1 million to come join the tour starting June 10th. So after he, they've tried and failed for a year, now he's making it public for publicity. But if, if it didn't happen in the last year, it's probably not. Public. I just wonder, like, if he did accept that, like, how come would it bankrupt the company? Because is it that? A, I think it's a bogus publicity stunt. Yeah. But I mean, what if, what if CM Punk was like, okay, sure, I'll do it. I'll collect a million. Is he really going to be like, oh, fuck. Shit. <laughs> we really don't have a million dollars. Because it does not seem like it's that Maybe big of a promotion. Maybe they get more sponsors once they get CM I'll, Punk. Yeah, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this much. Wrestling promoters don't think that far ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> also, uh, The sure. Rock hosted SNL last Saturday with 8.2 million viewers. It became SNL's high ra- highest rated episode since Justin Timberlake hosted in 2011. So the and that's because they've had really, and that's because they've had really good ratings this year. In six years, this yeah. season. Well, um, making fun so of the president every week. That's well, that's <laughs> a, that's a well, yeah, well, that's what they do with every. I mean, every, yeah, with everybody, and they've done yeah. that for years. But they've they had a, they've had a good cast this year, and they've had a good guest cast with Baldwin and, and yeah, all you had Baldwin, Mel- you had Melissa Hanks McCarthy on the show as well. So mm-hmm. Hanks is always good. Um, Melissa McCarthy. Um, yeah, so that's that's surprising to me. With the, the I mean, but it goes to show you. 
for the people that were ever upset at Rock leaving the company, why he's left the he's yeah, a transcendent been. action movie star. Uh, yeah, for sure. In a lot of ways, and some people may disagree with this, in a lot of ways, he's reached a level that has gone beyond Arnold Schwarzenegger during his active, he's the act, most, no, active no, no. acting career. He's the most bankable action star ever. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> there's no there's no debating that. Uh, it's you have an action movie, throw the rock in it. Doesn't matter how bad it is, it will make a shit ton of money. All yeah. Fast and Furious Eight. Plus that earthquake movie, the, the <laughs> San Andreas. That movie was horrible. You know what? I saw it because the rock was in it. <laughs> right. It was horrible though. My God, it was bad. Oh my! Don't even get me started. What's your on that. favorite rock movie? Fast Seven. That probably one of the Fast and Furious movies. Just because it's so ridiculous. Like Fast Eight wasn't fun. It just was not fun. It was so dark. Fast and Furious 7 was so much, it was so ridiculous, it was so much fun. He's barely in it, though. Wasn't The Rock a Scorpion King at once? He was the Scorpion King, yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is, more mine is The Rundown. Oh, that's the a good Rundown's one. The a pretty good that's one. A good I one. love yeah. that. Yeah, it is. He, he's, he's had some good movies but and some stinkers. it has Christopher Walken <laughs> in the movie. Right. And Stifler, don't forget about Stifler. <laughs> yeah, I love how we don't, nobody knows what the actor is. Sean, did. no, no, it's Sean... <laughs> Stifler. It's Sean, it's Stifler. It's Sean William Scott. There you go. Yes. I a stupid three named man. Uh, also, Triple H revealed the name of WWE's upcoming women's tournament on Twitter. <clears throat> God, it's like the longest podcast ever. And of course, it's the it's the night that my throat is fucked up. I'm starting to sound like Kane. Uh, the women's tournament will be called the May Young Classic. And it'll be July 13th through the 14th, and will take place. It will take place at Full Sail University, where NXT is taped. And J- Jr. is going to be calling it, right? Yes. Yeah. He better. I, I'm I'm interested in this. Me too. Not only because I'm misogynistic, again, but I think the the chicks can do I, like I some wish, pretty good moves. I wish Jr. would just women. move to Florida, kick Tom Phillips out of that seat, and take over NXT. Right. <laughs> we so we talked about this last week. I, yes. I, I'd love to know what you think, but there's. There's no reason for Tom Phillips to be on NXT anymore. He's Zero the reason. He's the There's lead. nobody else because they, fi- they fired the rest of us. Right. Well, by the way, um, he's also the lead guy on SmackDown because Mauro Ronaldo quit. So, well, you like, also need there was pers- no contingency plan. Yeah, no. in place. They like the, the the company went to a situation, and I don't fault them for doing it, where they had. Cole on Raw, and Cole wasn't ready to step aside just yet. Although the top, I, my my belief always was that Morrow after next after this WrestleMania, the one that just passed, would have taken over Raw, and Phillips would have taken over SmackDown, and uh, Cole goes bye bye, and Cole would just go back to, to doing well, doing what he's already doing, yeah. except he would just be off of camera. Right. Uh, but once Ronaldo couldn't do. The, the transit like when they went to the four man booth, it was because Ronaldo couldn't do the transitions. It's what they call traffic in, in WWE uh, commentary, and that's why Phillips was there. Because if you notice, Ronaldo would call the matches, but when they would go to the on cams, Phillips would be the one throwing it to packages or throwing it to backstage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just see Ronaldo well, there. That was the only time that David Otunga would talk, is when they all have scripted promos. Read. Yeah, that's it's like, right. I just, the four-man booth thing. I mean, like, but it was the yeah. o- it was the one thing that was that's imp- the most important thing for WWE announcers. But it's the one thing Ronaldo either couldn't do or they didn't like the way he did right. it. Yeah. So that's why Phillips was there. So when Ronaldo got left, obviously Phillips kind of was there. And Phillips had already been the voice of SmackDown. He failed at it, and that's and then they brought Rich in, and Rich did it. Rich was doing fine, I and then Rich was great. And then Ronaldo, and then when Ronaldo came in. To, 
I mean, they did it because, you know, SmackDown was moving to USA and it was going to be live on Tuesdays. And Vince wanted a name and Ronaldo wanted to come. And that's that's how we all ended up getting jettisoned. Here's the problem. There was never back in the old days of NXT when it was there wasn't even a network. It was only on Hulu and aired internationally. They didn't care who the announcers were. So they, they would have a different announcer every week. Right. And it was developmental. Yeah. But now NXT is not at least the the product, the television product isn't developmental. So you Percy have to Watson have, is developmental. Yeah, you have to have, but you have to have a capable announcer that's able to do live shows because they have live specials now. Yeah. Right. So the only the only show that's taped now is is main event, and which is only on the WWE Network and on aired overseas. Um, so that's the only show that if anybody was learning to be a play by play guy, which well, that's what they who would does end. main event like? I, I think it's still Phillips that does it. And who? Uh, probably either Graves or who would know? Oh, or somebody else. But I mean, don't don't they have don't they have plenty of guys in the pipe though? Nope. I mean, no. Vic Vic, there's a guy named Vic Joseph who used to actually work for a, C, a CBS affiliate in, in Cleveland. <laughs> he got hired. He's doing the, what I was doing, live event hosting. Maybe that Mike Rome guy who's like the clone of Tom. Phillips? No, Mike Rome's a ring announcer because he doesn't know how to do anything else. He can barely do dot com hits. Um, but they have this guy Vic Joseph. He's but he did commentary, I believe, for House of Hardcore, um, which is which is Dreamer's promotion. Yeah. So I think, I think he's training to do commentary. I'm not positive because I haven't seen any inkling that he's done anything as of yet. He hasn't been with the company very long either. So I'm right. thinking there, if it happens, it won't happen until maybe the end of the summer. That you'll see him maybe on main event first before they put him on NXT. Well, I just know like how many how much you have told me how 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 much time you spent learning and trying to to get better while you were down there. Yeah. And I just think it's it's poor poor for NXT not to continually to have like five or six guys just down there just just learning just to see if they can. Yeah, and they hire live event hosts and they hire people but they've mostly they've mostly been women the last people that the few people that they've been hiring. So they're not going to put any of these women on commentary. Um, why? Because they don't hire people that have that type of background. They hire people that have like TV anchoring backgrounds right. or or live event hosting backgrounds, which is a completely different skill set than play by play. Were they young? Did NXT for a little bit, right? So she was on it. She, she, did was comment- bad? she did commentary like two or three episodes. She was bad and she hated it. Okay. From what I was told. What about Caruso? No. No? Come on. She, she barely's watched a wrestling match in her life and you wanted to call wrestling matches? Well, I don't know. I'm asking you. Yeah. Was it Caruso the one that, that had so many problems when she first came up? No, no, no. She, no, no. Which one was? Fuentes. Oh, Fuentes is Fuentes the one. Fuentes can't talk. Yeah. She can't get a line out without flubbing the line. I mean, James Ellis. Uh, she, she, there was one. She oh. interviewed Ambrose. Yes, and, and Ambrose corrected sentence, everything. She couldn't get the sentence out. She was like, "Tonight you're gonna be, fa- um, no, you're gonna be." And he's like, "I'm gonna be fighting the Miz." Like, <laughs> Ambrose's like, "Shut the fuck up. Just let me finish. I know what I'm supposed to say." Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I. So no to, to answer your question, they, they, other than this guy Vic Joseph, I don't know. And again, I don't know if he's. Tra- I would assume he's training to do commentary. Sure. Um, but Tom Phillips does also doesn't. Tom Phillips is a fine announcer. He's a, he's very good at what he does. But Tom also doesn't like competition, and that's all I'll say about that. Well, yeah, that's, um, that's yeah. <laughs> so so Tom 
So so Tom. So he's like Brock Osweiler. Tom is kind of <laughs> Tom is kind of Tom has kind of figured out that he can do SmackDown because they're still they're they're talking to Ronaldo, and yeah. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, a phone call has been placed to Mike Goldberg. Uh, yeah, because yeah, he's a free agent too. For a that's while right. That to get him. I yeah. get because they they like when they hired Joey Styles. They they called Mike Goldberg first, right? And Mike Goldberg said no because he was at UFC, and and the reason he said no was not because he wanted to stay at UFC because he wasn't. Re- he's not really the biggest MMA fan in the world, right? The reason he stayed at UFC is because they wanted him to basically no show his next deal and come straight to do Raw. Uh-huh. And he couldn't do that because he would have had to leave on a Sunday and then do Raw because it happened really quickly. Yeah. Um, and that's why he said no, and he stayed at UFC, and he's done fine. And then obviously he's gone now. Yeah. So don't be surprised if they try to get either Ronaldo back and, and Mike Goldberg back and just keep Phillips on NXT. So because the, there's a reason why Phillips got the job on SmackDown and then got demoted and had forced to move to Orlando. Right. Um. So again, I don't I don't know what their plans are. They change their minds every five minutes. I think Jr. being back there is just kind of buying them some time yeah, right. to figure it all out. And and Jr. Well, again, it's like and oh, I would, and I honestly I would love you know and this might bode it would probably bode better for me if he actually took over the commentators well, at that's WWE. That's everyone's dream. It's not happening. But to but take over because I mean, he was the one that trained the announcers. Yeah. Before, when he got fired, then then Cole got promoted to start training the announcer. Before it was both of them, yeah. but he was in charge of vice. He was the vice president or whatever it was of broadcasting right. before Cole took over that yeah. role. So it's no, it's not out of the realm of possibility that that role could not be rebestowed on him. We would embrace it. That's for damn sure. Josh, you have any other uh, news to talk about? Uh, I do have some news. Um, Mattel is making some uh, some new action figures. Is this of the two o? Yeah, of the two o five variety. Who cares? The cruiserweights oh, are getting action. Hold on, this podcast hold is on. Three hours long. Now. <laughs> hold on. And we're talking about t- action figures. Yes. All right. Let's Who, move on. No, to no, 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 no. Who? No, come on. This is serious. Which two o fivers do you think are the ones getting action figures? Because it's not all of them. Neville and Austin Aries. No. Neither of them. Neither. Lorenzo Dorado, has- Tozawa, Grant, and Grand Matalik. Good for them, because you know what? That's all they're getting paid is in action figure <laughs> revenue. And they'll be in the bargain bin at Walmart within the first week. <laughs> exactly. All right. Can we move on to rumors, please? Fine. We have to wrap the show up. Fine. I'm tired. <clears throat> um, I'm starving, too. Rumors! Zack Ryder to win the Royal Rumble? Maybe! Shawn Michaels coming back to join the Bullet Club? Please, God! God. John Cena will finally turn heel? No chance! Undertaker will wrestle for 20 more years? Confirmed! So, Brock Lesnar is expected to face Seth Rollins or Finn Balor, apparently, at Extreme Rules. Not Baylor? Not Baylor, no. This says Balor. Um, I originally thought it'd be Reigns, but I guess they're saving that for WrestleMania, which I. If I see another main nauseous. event with Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania, I'm gonna puke. Well, <laughs> they say like, things happen in threes. I mean, it's already been it's three years. It's, no, been, it's, three. it's been three. Oh shit! Oh shit! 31, oh, that's right! Oh shit! That's right! Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, I've been watching just... wrestling for three years now. Five. I'm sorry, I said Extreme Bulls. I meant Great Balls of Fire, obviously. Lesnar is expected to win 
then beat a returning Strowman at SummerSlam. So Strowman's going to return and just get beat? Okay, great. Um, that's where you can have the title come off. You have Strowman, a legit monster, could beat Lesnar. That's fine. Take it, but okay. That's not what this says. Then he's going to beat Bray Wyatt and Samoa Joe at the other pay-per-views and then face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Let's all hope this doesn't fucking happen. Who cares? It's a universal title. No. But it's still the main title on Raw. It means it's, nothing. It means more than the WWE Championship right now. Why? Jinder Mahal's the WWE Championship. I know, but they treat it that way. The Intercontinental. And that's exactly my only, point. Only because, only because it's on Raw. No, but Brock Lesnar has that title. Yeah, but no, nobody knows. You, I, I asked people two weeks ago wrestling fans I know people I know I say hey do you know who the universal champion is and they couldn't think about it they didn't, that's the that's the problem that's don't get me wrong problem. I agree with you I do not like I don't want a champion that never is there that's stupid but that's not you should, you should at least be able to name who your champion is that's the biggest <laughs> problem that, that, that they ignore the fact well, that I don't they, know but they ignore the fact that is they have they ignore the fact that they have a champion and not that the fact of who no. is it who it is they ignore the fact that there even is a champion on that show. They rarely told, even say his name. Total Extreme Rules was coming up before, like before they started promoting Extreme Rules. They wouldn't even mention Lesnar. They wouldn't mention. I mean, they had Dean a Ambrose would say the IC title is the top title on Raw. Well, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and like Balor and Rollins are like, I want that title. What? <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. We already talked about the Money in the Bank match for rumors, so uh, that's all I got. Anything? Anything of substance. It better not be something <laughs> like action figures. No. Okay. Well, that was news. That was that news. Was, yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, we're actually going to wrap up the podcast because it's gone way Hold over. Hold on. This is like WrestleMania. There were so many good polls to take on WW.com. Well, we'll get to those on the NXT podcast. They won't okay? be there by then. You could write them down. Okay. I won't write them down. Then that's fine. We'll move on. Look, we also had to skip fan questions. I apologize. Uh, just send in your questions next week, and uh, and we'll be sure to answer them. Until then, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. If you don't have an iPhone, oh, you know, I'll at least do that. I'll read the five-star reviews real quick. Oh, I see. Well, what? This is all about promotion, right? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Joe H., best in the world. Thanks for making this podcast the only podcast I listen to. You guys speak from the heart. Keep up the good work on and being phenomenal. Also, can Drunk Flair wish me a happy birthday? Uh, well, he's not here tonight. So Woo! Maybe next time. There you go. Don't do it. No. Um, Besecker26, this podcast is great. I don't even watch Raw or SmackDown anymore. I just listen to the podcast to stay informed. These guys are very funny and have great views on the industry. I hope they read this since I have a trivia question for them. How many victories did Undertaker have at Mania versus Heel Taker? Oh, Face Taker versus Heel Taker. All right. Um, yeah, it's mostly been, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. 16. No, that's not right. Um, well, someone did a one-star review saying misogyny at its worst. <laughs> Josh and then, must have been on that episode. Ouch. And, uh, I love women. I love all types of women. Re- someone replied to the- I love Nia Someone Jax. replied to that review with their own five-star review. Uh, Dancing go for misogyny at its best. Uh, this podcast is a play-by-play recap of WB with a healthy dose of misogyny and zero racism. Also, stop using the word misogyny if you don't know what it means. These guys love and respect women. We do. We do. We've never even watched the page videos, all uh, all <laughs> 10 of them. Uh, this next review is from uh, Joe Goroxy, funny and informative. Met you guys at Comic Palooza last week, and I have to say you have a new fan 
funny, informative commentary that feels like you are tapping into my mind. Awesome. Aww. Thanks for those uh, five That's a reviews. very sweet review. And like I said, if you don't have an iPhone, you can listen to us on the Podbean app. Watch the show at YouTube.com slash What's Wrong With Wrestling. Check out our website, What's Wrong With Wrestling.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Wrong Wrestling. You can also follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brizano. Josh, tell them where they can follow you. I'm I'm at um uh, hold on come on uh, Mr come on, Joshua Dasha. Mr Joshua, bam Alex uh, follow me at Alex Sobario on Twitter and then uh, for those that don't know I'm I do commentary for Inspire Pro Wrestling in Austin so if you could follow us uh, on Twitter it's at Inspire Pro Res W R E S or you can of course go to InspireProWrestling.com dot com for nice. all the how often do you have to how often do you go do that it's you we usually do a show once a month um, but I haven't actually haven't gone the last couple of shows we actually have a show. This Sunday, um, so folks can check out the info cool. on that. Come hey, well, if you ever need a co-host, I'm right here, we're, buddy. We're, we're good. Eamon Payton does a phenomenal job. Just saying. <laughs> I'm right here. You never also, know. Oh, shut up, Josh. Uh, make sure you head to ProWrestlingTees.com slash What's Wrong With Wrestling to check out our T-shirts, only nineteen ninety nine, And you can also donate to the show at Patreon.com slash What's Wrong With Wrestling. Thank you guys for uh, sticking around for the whole podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) It's over. It's It's a well-known fact that few people actually meet the government's recommended intake of fruits and vegetables, which is six to eight fist-sized servings per day. So the question then becomes, how do I include all of that in my diet? Thankfully, Legion Athletics has a solution for you. Their product called Genesis is a greens supplement that's far more than just another boring blend of fruit and vegetable powders. It's a unique combination of greens, superfoods, herbs, and other nutrients that are proven to increase immunity, heart and circulatory health, energy levels, libido, mood, and more. So if you want to be healthier, feel better, train harder, and increase immunity and longevity, you're going to want to try Genesis today. So just go to legionathletics.com, drop Genesis in your cart, and use the coupon code WWERECAP, and you'll get 10% off your order, as well as free shipping and a 100% money-back guarantee. So you have no excuse to try it. Go to legionathletics.com and use the coupon code WWERECAP.